Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. I'm gonna die surrounded by the biggest idiots in the galaxy. You're a slacker. You stupid idiot! Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Oh, idiot! Game over, man! Hey, hey, careful Whoa. with that, Ronnie Millsap. We're downrange. What's the matter with you? I feel like a Kentucky Fried Idiot. Oh, I'll take it from here, nurse. We're putting the band back together. Forget it. No way. We're on a mission from God. Gentlemen, Ciccolini here may talk like an idiot and look like an idiot, but don't let that fool you. He really is an idiot. I was going to spend the night assembling the boys you, but this is holding my interest. I got that. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. Now, I want to completely level with everybody here. This is the part where it's, it's all well scripted and all that. We did that last week, and the entire thing went sideways on us. We had an episode. It was great. It was wonderful. And so we had to bag the whole thing because of technical difficulties. So I believe the example you 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 felt was apropos was uh, the scene in Rogue One where it's uh, an A wing or a Y wing that's flying, uh, yes. try, trying to beat the shield before it closes, and then the shield closes and it just bottoms out. Boom! Oh, good! I can't maneuver. Stay on target. Yeah. We thought everything. We thought everything was going to be fine, and then all of a sudden, we're just splattered across an energy field. Yeah. So uh, we we were supposed to kind of take this week off. So in true Kevin Smith fashion, we're not even supposed to be here right now. So we are throwing together this episode 39, take whatever it is, and we're going to talk about some fantasy football. So this will be episode 39, An Idiot's Guide to 2020 Fantasy Football. Yes, yes. My name is Todd, and with me, as always, is a man who is world-renowned for a diverse range of pursuits, including painting, sculpting, architecture, and... Uh, oh, hang on, hang on a minute. Sorry, I was reading Michelangelo's Wikipedia page for a second. <laughs> uh, he, is, he is the Grandmaster Sexay to my Scotty Too Hottie. We know we're only getting a push because Christopher's dad is doing commentary for the company, but I give you the man they call Tim. Hello, my brother. How we doing? You know, I'm doing all right, and so far nothing has caught on fire for this episode. I know. So it, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I'm Everything's running. That. Sound bars are flying. Waves are yeah. showing up. You know, I mean, everything's looking good so far, my friend, so we can only go it's up from fine. here. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's all fine. good. It's fine. That that twinge in my neck just is it's <laughs> totally normal. Totally normal. The palpitations, totally normal. Todd's Everything is fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. That neck, oh. in th that vein in my neck, totally fine. Totally fine. I got a bad feeling about this. Reminds oh. me of that scene in Good Morning Vietnam that, that Robin Williams does where he's talking like in a real, he's talking kind of like this, and he's and then all of a sudden he's like, whoa! Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Whoa! That's, that's going to be me. This episode. Oh, that is going to be me. Man. So I'm not even going to bother to ask you if you know the tag team because, quite honestly, if you don't, we're no longer friends. I don't know if I do. Yeah, I do. What? I'm just, I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. I but know I, it's too cool. Just stop yes. it. Okay. I just want to make sure. Just, just, just hey, checking. Uh, Scotty Too Hotty, by the way, uh, from yeah. Maine. Excellent. No. Yes. What? Yes. 
I had no idea. I kid you not. Well, I isn't that hear. quite something? I well, mean, I just it's, not, it's not much, but it's something. It's a little something-something. <laughs> and, and one other thing that we need to get out of the way here now is, uh, and, and this I think is going to become its own uh, regular segment here, uh, 48 days now you're celebrating with Timmy not going to the hospital. 48 days without incident, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. This is turning into like the super fans, except we're trying to avoid the heart attacks. Exactly. exactly. Rack them up. Oh I, I am gosh. doing well. I've been uh, biking uh, yesterday. I biked 16 miles. Good and, Lord. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had, had, had a great, I mean, the, the weather's cooled off around here, so it's been really nice to, to do that kind of thing. So, so yeah. So I've, uh, I'm, I'm doing well, my friend. Feeling good. Feeling fit or fitter. <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite fully there yet, but we're we're, we're on our way. <laughs> it's always like people ask me, "Hey, you trying to get in shape?" I'm like, "This is a shape. <laughs> Eggplant is still a shape, you know. I mean, sort of a sort of a, a squash sort of shape. That's a shape. Something in the gourd family. <laughs> why? Why have you got to be? You know, why you got to be hating on my shape? That's what I want to know." <laughs> Oh my yeah, goodness! Blob oh, good is technically a shape. It's in Photoshop as a shape, so it's it's a custom shape as yeah. a matter of fact. All right, so you can tell this is a this show is going to go off the rails early and often, but that's just the way it goes when you decide. Uh, what is it? Three hours ago, we decided we're going to do a show. Yeah, why not? Yeah, and and you know, I Tim Tim texts me. You know, our our pre pre production meeting, and like, hey. Uh, I don't have plans again tonight. I'm like, I never had plans. So sure, why not? What are we, what are we actually going to talk about? Oh, fantasy uh, football. There we go. But bef but before we get to the subject at hand, uh, I believe we uh, we are going to talk a little week in geek. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, this week in geek is not going to be uh, a very uplifting and 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 rah rah sort of thing because or timely. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah. Well, timely too. But we we this is another thing that we talked about last week, and it just yeah. doesn't. We lost it all. Uh, so we're going to just take a few moments here and talk about uh, the passing of Chadwick Boseman, who uh, passed away, uh, what was it? Was it last Friday? Uh, yeah. So not, yeah, it was about, yeah, two, about two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I keep, I keep trying to figure out when this is uh, doing the math of when this is going to post. And we all know how it goes when I try and do math. Yes. So I should probably just leave that to By you. By the time this posts, two weeks. Okay, so uh, he passed away of colon cancer at the age of 43, mm. uh, and uh, just a, a terrible loss. Terrible loss, anyways. When you when you hear about anyone uh, passing away that young, um, and uh, especially uh, for the fact that it was so shocking that nobody nobody really knew. Yeah, uh, it just and kind of came out of nowhere, and it was, it, it was interesting on my side because you know my uh, both both my sons you know were kind of like. Hey, Dad, did you hear, you know, kind of thing. It's, you know, it's, you know, they're at that stage of life. I mean, they're both teenagers. But, you know, they're starting to, you know, now see that life, you know, it's not always, you know, growing to your 70 or 80 years old. You know, things can happen. And, you know, what, you know, one thing that struck me reading about his situation was was just the the courage and the endurance and the fortitude that he clearly put forth to continue to work yeah. while he was going through treatment mm -hmm. and dealing with that. And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, I, I didn't, unfortunately, my only view into his, his acting has been through the Marvel movies. Um, I, I, in the reading I've done over the last week and a half, uh, you know, 42, 
um, and I'm I'm already forgetting the title, but he he played uh, another historical figure, I think. Thurgood uh, Marshall. Uh, I can't. You know what I'm talking about? Thurgood Marshall. Thurgood Marshall. Thank you. Yep, that was uh, um, that was called Marshall, and then he was also James Brown and Get On Up. Yeah, yeah. So, so just you know, clearly other other pictures that I need to see, uh, you know, just where his his acting ability was on display. But, but his his uh, his role as T'Challa, King T'Challa, in, in Black Panther, and you know, starting in Civil War, or, or sorry, uh, uh, Captain America: Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, going to Black Panther, and then into uh, Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame, just uh, just a a. You know, I, I mean, dare I say at the same level as I, I feel Robert Downey Jr. is with Iron Man. You know, you, you think of Iron Man or you think of um, Tony Stark and it's it's Robert Downey Jr. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you cannot ever see anyone else playing that role. And I was never big into comics when I was a kid or a teenager. So Black Panther was um, was not on my radar. Um, and I, I shared this last week, you know, like like when I saw I forget what phase it was, if it was phase, I guess it must have been phase three lineup um and i saw you know the guardians of the galaxy and ant-man and black black panther i i thought for sure this was where marvel was going to go wrong and um yeah and, and it was ignorance on my part you know I, I i really didn't know what the story was behind any of these movies and especially black panther i thought they did an amazing job with that story and and you know, just making it very relevant to the times and, and really kind of telling a story where, you know, again, as you and I have talked about, whether it's BSG or otherwise, some of the best stories and, and villains in these stories are where the villain isn't a villain. You know, there there's there's a different perspective and, and maybe a perspective that's been taken, you know, too far in one direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and and they, they did an amazing job with that story. And he and he just did an amazing job as as T'Challa in, in that movie. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I love about that movie, and I, re, I rewatched it with a family earlier this week, was the fact that, yes, uh, you know, Killmonger is, is obviously the, the bad guy in the movie, but there's he has a legit beef. Like mm-hmm. it's a very kind of gray, a gray area uh, in terms of morality for that movie and it made it very interesting because you catch coming out of you know civil war which again was a sort of a gray area sort of movie like you can make a case for either of those sides the cap side or the or the or the stark side and you go into black panther and it's another situation of yeah killmonger's a bad guy and he does bad guy things however when you look at how he was wronged, how his family was wronged, how his father was killed yeah. at the beginning of that movie, and then he was just abandoned yep. as a child. Oh, my gosh. It, it, I mean, it's one of those things where you're like, whoa, nobody comes out of this clean. Right. And I right. think that movie, uh, and then to learn now later how how much uh, you know Chadwick had had to do with that movie in terms of creating it with Ryan Coogler and and how how collaborative that movie was overall yeah. uh, there was even even moments uh, they talked about uh, Michael Jor- Michael B Jordan uh, at the end he was supposed to ask to be buried in Wakanda mm-hmm. and he said no I don't think he wants to be buried in Wakanda and that's where they wound up with a whole bury me at sea with my ancestors who jumped from the ships, which to me was incredibly powerful. Yeah. And this yeah. idea of like he, you know, he's he refuses to be caged kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and but the, then, you know, some of the other parts going through that, that Chadwick Boseman was 
had had part in, even the part like the Wakanda Forever thing, the the, right. the the crossing the arms across the chest. It's and I didn't even think about this before, but I I read it in in one of the the you know the bits in the articles that came out. It's 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 a right over left, mm. and because so, someone else did left over right, and Chadwick corrected him, and mm. him and Ryan Coogler, director and also one of the writer or. No, he, it was him and someone else who wrote it. But him and Ryan Kugel came up with the right over left because that's uh, that was how pharaohs were buried, and how are, how a lot of pharaohs are depicted in you know some of the statues and stuff. So this idea of that royalty carrying through. Oh, interesting. Which I'm like, dude, that is that's a, that's a couple levels deep. That's a little detail yeah. that then winds up becoming something that was like huge and 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 black panther uh, like we we talked about last week i didn't i'd forgotten this it is the biggest marvel movie that is not an avengers movie mm, yeah highest yep. grossing marvel movie that is not an avengers movie and i think totally deserves that it yeah. is iron man you know to me is is the gold standard but man black panther was just a a really good movie yeah yeah i, and, I mean you can make the argument that, like, you know, when you when you went through with Doctor Strange, that origin story in, in a lot of ways mirrored Iron Man. You know, the the, the idea of a rich, you know, so-and-so kind of finding mm-hmm. himself and, and finding himself in a role where now he's the hero was already kind of done. And Black Panther is kind of its own, just in a category all of its own in terms of being an origin story. I mean, there, yeah. you know, Batman Begins doesn't doesn't mirror what Black Panther was. You know, what I mean, it just it yeah. has its own. Ryan Coogler came up with and put forth a great, uh, you know, unique uh, and and very deep story that's based on a comic book. You know what I mean? And 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 it just well, the comic book itself was was revolutionary because and actually the character Black Panther precedes the group black panthers I, oh. f- I think it's it's six months to a year if i remember right but the, the comic actually did come first okay and this idea that in the goodness i mean when was it like late 60s early 70s yeah i think it was when black panther made its debut that you would have a character who in terms of the marvel universe is one of the smarter smartest characters mm-hmm. he is he is incredibly powerful and 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 capable in a fight and all these things and and an eloquent character and a and a king and and just comes from the society that is you know in in this small african country that is so advanced yeah. so far outstrips what you know the rest of the world is like that's a that is like that is not an idea that you would think comes from that time yeah yeah you know and and for that to to come out so to then have this character you're right i mean it's totally not like a a, a, your typical origin story like he's a king yeah yeah he he is a king and 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 is royalty and is is a good king i mean it's oh yeah and lest we not forget uh just just to you know even though this is kind of a, a sad topic to talk about lest we not forget though uh avengers endgame when before the big throwdown with thanos mm. at the end who is the first character to walk through the Doctor mm-hmm. Strange interdimensional tunnel of doom, but none other than T'Challa? Yeah, flanked and, and it, by uh, and I'm forgetting their names, but you know what I'm talking about his his uh, yes, yeah, Suri and Akoye. Uh, uh, yeah, yep, thank you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah, just classic. Yeah, and it's 
and apparently, you know, again, I didn't know the guy. And Ryan Coogler, uh, and I'll make sure I post this in the show notes, wrote a very eloquent, heartfelt kind of remembrance uh, of Chadwick and, and was totally ignorant of, of what he was going through. Again, because uh, yeah. he, he shared this with a very, very, very few people. Yeah. And uh, apparently not even like Kevin Feige, no one at Marvel knew. Hmm. And he was literally dealing with colon cancer from the time he got this part, you know, so he made Civil War, Black Panther, the two Avenger movies, all, you know, fighting state when he was diagnosed stage three colon cancer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which then became stage four, and it's just remarkable. And 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 the, uh, of course, the other part, just the fact that apparently he was just like one of the sweetest people you would ever care to meet. Yeah, and uh, it it does make it a little disappointing that we don't get more movies made by him, that we don't get more movies, we don't get to see him portray more roles, and that's. Uh, obviously, from a fan standpoint, that's sad. Obviously, his family, his friends are missing. I have a whole huge hole in their life. But as a fan, yeah. uh, that's that's a really sad point for me because I think that this is a guy who really w- would have just given us so much more. Mm-hmm. I one hundred percent agree, my friend. Yep. So rest in peace, rest in power, Chadwick, and uh, and man, it's a huge loss. It is. It is. Evacuate the city. Engage all defenses. Get this man a shield. You are in Wakanda now. Thanos will have nothing but dust and blood. Wakanda forever! So from that to uh, our normal brand of idiocy, uh, we, we try to balance things out a little bit from here. From paying and homage to going back to being a couple knuckleheads. <laughs> yes, and uh, I, I, full disclosure here, uh, I... I I was not going to play fantasy football this year. I've not, <laughs> I have not watched football. I didn't watch football all last year, and yeah. I was I really didn't watch much of it even the year before. I I kind of jumped in and out, and so I and I don't plan on watching football this year. So I hadn't planned on this, and then I got a call or I got a text from from Tim here a few days ago saying, "Hey, you got an open spot. You want it?" And I'm like, "All right, sure." And then I go to log in, and I'm I texted him asking like, "Hey." Am I taking over someone else's team, or am I starting from scratch? Apparently, I was in this league last year, and I paid that much attention to it that I forgot that I was even in the league. (laughs) So really, it was up until about 45 minutes ago. He had no idea he was in a league. So this is where I'm starting from in terms of fantasy football this year. And the draft is, what, uh, Tuesday? So we're recording this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm probably going to have a a solid like 15 minutes to – to do some investigating between now and then, and that's about all I care to do. So uh, this is really going to be interesting because I, on on one hand, I I have almost zero chance of winning this thing. However, I almost feel like I pay so little attention now, I could get that dumb luck that when someone who doesn't know anything about sports joins one of these things and ends up winning just just through the the power of ignorance. That's going to be you. That's going to be you. You know, I kind of like my odds in 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 that scenario. Okay. Am I wrong? No. <laughs> I don't think so. That, that's, that is so not reassuring, but I, I appreciate you happen. humoring me. It could happen. It could, anything, anything is possible. Oh, oh KG, where are you? Anyways, uh, so a little bit of background here. So we, we play in a, a, a Yahoo fantasy football league that I'm just remembering like tonight. I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I started this league like back in... <laughs> 
2003 or something. Oh my gosh! And so I just want to I want to let you know like just how how goofy I am in terms of fantasy football. When we first started this thing, or when I started it, because I, I'll take credit for all the stupidity here. I wanted to do things a little differently, so this is totally not how you run a fantasy football league. I actually had the regular you know, roster positions, and then I actually had defensive players. So yes. you had a you, you picked a defensive back, you picked a linebacker, or defensive lineman, and then a, a full-on defense. And I'm pretty sure I did this solely because I thought it would help me game the system a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Give him an edge. I don't think it did, but uh, but we did that for a little while, and then we went to more standard scoring, and that's more of a standard kind of league. So you got quarterback, couple running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, all that fun stuff. And uh, and then at some point in the past few years, I basically told Tim, I do not care. I care so little about this. You're the commission now, and uh, and he has done a bang up job. Of it. You you are you're now commissioner for like two leagues, aren't you? I am. I am a commissioner for the league uh, that we are going to talk about tonight, and I am also running a league uh, with my sons and a couple of their friends. Uh, Look at well. you! You're a you're a fantasy football mogul. I I said, but in our pre-production meeting, I believe I, I need to have a fedora and a cigar to make this official. Yes. So. I although again, I I do. I'm still rooting for this. I think you go the root of the owner from the natural and you just sit in that smoky room with all the windows closed because you're like a gremlin like you can't see the light or anything oh. otherwise you start sprouting extra you know limbs or something i don't know i i think that's the way you ought to go well i i, I will take that under consideration but and i do get our wilford brimley tie in oh there we go you know, there hey, you see, 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 and Robert Redford was in that movie, and that ties back to the MCU. Oh, look what he did. Woo! We haven't made it all the way back to BSG yet, but I have a feeling we might by the end of the show. Yes. So all right. to to give the, uh, but, but as part of this background, to, to give the, the listeners some idea, uh, I don't know if you realize this or not, this, this league... This football league yeah. that I, I overtook from you at some point, I was handed the baton to carry, and somehow still am carrying. <laughs> Seventeen <laughs> years, dude! Holy cow! We started it's this in two thousand three, and I, I pulled up your profile. I'm looking at my profile, and I just want to say, over the course of seventeen years, I am a five-time first place finisher. You, on the other hand, have a paltry three. <laughs> yeah. And I, just, I saw my overall, overall record. I am just barely above 500. Like, things have, things have gone poorly for me over the past few years. I had a couple good years. I came in Man. third last year. So our, our league is old enough to drive and damn near old enough to buy cigarettes. Yes. Wow. Craziness. Craziness. And even get into like a like a, a late night showing of Wanda the Wicked Wharton. Oh, good lord! You brought that up, not me. Oh, sweet Moses! I got. I've just got to own it at this point. I, uh, pretty I really much. do. Pretty much. Oh, speaking of which, hey Heather, how you doing? Oh, glad to hear. Jeez. So, anyways, 
I want to get one thing out of the way. Again, I keep saying we, we keep talking saying like one thing out of the way. This is going to be the entire show. It's just a series of one things because we have no outline, we have no topics, and you're probably saying to yourself, "Isn't that every show?" No, we actually do usually try and think these things out. Uh, we do. Just tonight, it, it, we're a little we're a little looser than normal. But one thing I want to just get out there: if you're in a league and you got some money on the line. For the love of God, don't listen to us and and then and then blame us for you losing your your kid's college fund or something <laughs> on fantasy football. <laughs> if you are trying to take advice from us, just you probably shouldn't even be in a league. Honestly, yeah. you really shouldn't. So I just want to get that out of the, that. That is our disclaimer. Like. We are not experts. No, and if you we. Need us to say that we're not experts, then you obviously haven't listened to the show before. You know, in 17 years, we just want to share some of the learnings, some of the things that we've uh, <laughs> done, and and ways we approach it. Uh, which, which, as you can already tell, uh, since one of us just learned an hour ago, he's in a league. Clearly, you know, a lot of thought has been put into it. I like to think of myself as Ellen Ty when she's talking to, to Cavill, and she's like, I'm very proud I haven't learned fucking nothing. <laughs> That's me when it comes to fantasy football. Oh, and now we have made it back to BSG earlier than we thought. Yes. Very You're much welcome. So. Very much. You're so. welcome. And I had, to, I had to play the part of Ellen Ty, but, you know, hey, we all got to do our part. You do. You do. Anyways, where were you heading with this, sir? So, uh, yeah, so we were just talking about the background. Uh, so we've been doing the league for a long time. Um, <laughs> I believe uh, the entirety of, of its run has been uh, fly-by-night fantasy football league. Yes. Uh, is what we call it. Uh, I don't know if you intended to make it after our Rush uh, I album. Didn't. But I, I, I kept it, and, and now our, our league icon or logo is the owl from the fly-by-night album, my friend. <laughs> Look at you making changes, revisionist history. Sorry, that was, oh. that was my bad impression of Getty. I thought you, I thought you stepped on something. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I just sat on a testicle. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> Louise! That'll be an outtake. Oh, <laughs> I just, I had to go for it. It you was right did. there. It was right there. And uh, by that, I mean the joke, not the testicle. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> we really have uh, no agenda. All nope, right. Nope. So I hadn't planned on it turning into a Rush Tribute League, but, you know, whatever. whatever <laughs> well, whatever I just thought it was funny. Boat. I thought it was funny. I like to think I was, I was forward-looking, and somehow I knew that we would be doing this podcast, even though podcasts weren't even a thing back in 2003. No, they weren't. Not even, I mean, good Lord. Did, did you even have a cell phone in 2003? I don't think I did. Uh, nope, no, I did. I actually did. Uh, I might have. It might have been like one of the Nokia chocolate bar things. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and actually, I think around that time was the height or heyday of the iPod. Because it was early 2000s when Apple released that. Oh, yeah. Uh, from which I believe the namesake podcast does come from. It does. Look at us. Look at us just going all around the horn and connecting dots. And podcast sounds like something Blastador from BSG. So there we go. We're back to BSG. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that okay. That, that's a that that's was, a bit of a reach. That was bad. That was awful. That's a that's a reach right there. And maybe yeah, that's, not that's a, a good garbage one. bin outtake. Meaning, actually, you know what? That's that's a reach for my beverage. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. 
Ah, all right, now it all makes sense. Okay, so here's the deal. So our draft is what Tuesday, and yes. uh, I think n- neither of us are are terribly prepared. And uh, no, so no, and and part of that has to do with the fact that God only knows what's going on in the NFL right now because it's just chaos. So you have. Uh, the NBA has their bubble, right? Yep. Uh, they, they everything is taking place in isn't it Orlando, Florida? I believe so. Yes, I, I thought it was at Disney, actually. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I, yeah, I, and, I, and, I thought they're yeah, I thought they're at the Disney park, and they just have they're sequestered there, and yeah. And then the NHL is are they doing something similar, the same type of deal? Like they have a bubble, and, it, and they're pretty much in one area, or are they moving around? I mean, it, you know. Let me just put this out there because because I, I I don't want to pretend. I honestly and tell me if you're the same way. I I really haven't been as invested in sports this year with everything going on. Oh no, not at all. You know all. what I mean? Like not I I really, you know, I see the scores. Red Sox not winning a lot. I'm just like, you know what? Don't care. I really <laughs> well, don't geez, care. I mean, they're they're rolling out like the the D team from you know. The, oh the, my gosh. Like, hey, we got this guy down in single A. Sure, why yeah. not? So, so you when know. you ask me what hockey's doing, I, I, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I, mean, I can well, only assume they're trying to do that. I would like to hope they would be doing that because, given everything going on right now, let's try to be healthy people. Well, actually, I think they are because, if I remember right, they've pretty much. I don't think they've had any incidents in the NHL. Like they've they've managed well, to kind of they closed the bubble and they were able to keep it. Yeah. Um, yeah. MLB not as much really um but they seem to be able to still hold games i guess so the nfl though it went kind of an interesting route so they have they had no preseason games so Mm -hmm. the 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 games this coming weekend are going to be real interesting (laughs) (laughs) good sweet lord it's going to be like the crash of metal you know, train wreck sort of thing. Uh, so no preseason games. I believe kind of a, a parse down training camp kind of approach. Yeah. And they actually offered t- uh, offered players the ability to opt out for the season. And yeah, I was didn't just we reading have like about seven this. Patriots that did that. Uh, quite a few. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, Dante Hightower was was the big one. Uh, Eugene yeah. Chung, though. Uh, was also another one and a couple other guys I, I'm blanking on right now yeah. but they actually I think they had the most players opt out yep. Of, yep. of any NFL team some had zero some teams had zero players opt out um, so the the interesting thing with this is apparently and I'm totally remembering this now so <laughs> we all know how this is going to go uh, you can the player can opt out and no matter what if they opt out they get credit for the year towards their contract so Mm. whatever you know you need a certain number of years for your seniority or whatever but it basically bumps whatever you were going to get paid this year to next year so Mm. whatever your contract was for this year you get that pay next year and this year you get a stipend Mm. and it depends on if you have a medical excuse or if you just are opting out so if you are medically uh, cleared or medically high risk, you get three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's a stipend. Home. That's the stipend. If you don't have a medical, a medical reason for or like you're high risk or something, because there's a couple guys. Uh, one of them, you know, cancer survivor. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever puts you in that high risk category. Holy, holy. 
you get three three hundred fifty k. If you're not high risk and you just opt out, you still get a hundred and fifty k, hundred and fifty thousand dollars to not play football this year, which not too shabby. I I'm wondering if there's somehow I can get one hundred fifty thousand dollars <laughs> to not play football. I mean, hey. is there some way? Did, did I've you, still got eligibility. I'm just saying. Wait, wait. Did did you notice though? If you have a a health concern, they're going to give you three fifty. Yes, they will. <laughs> three fifty. <laughs> no kidding. This is my pet. Damn you, Loch Ness monster! <laughs> you know what? And that explains that Roger Goodell is the Loch Ness monster. There we go. We've solved. We're just solving all the mysteries and connecting the dots right now. I've connected I, the NFL to South Park. We now understand. Thank you. You can't see it, but I've got a I've got a one entire wall here in my in my posh uh, studio with just you know red string and thumbtacks connecting things right now, and it's oh it's beautiful, it's beautiful. All my conspiracy theories are just all linking up right now. Oh oh oh! You it know, all circles so back to Adama and Galactica, baby. <laughs> yes, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give myself a toast for that. Cause oh, please do, please do. Well done, sir. Anyways, well done, sir. So, there's a whole there's this whole ability for players to opt out. So you have that. Now you also have the factor of nobody knows what's going on because teams are still cutting guys yeah. and they're getting picked up by other teams. So in terms of fantasy football, everybody's scrambling. And which which then, honestly which honestly if you don't mind me yeah. objecting for a minute, it, no it, no please honestly was one of the reasons why we almost didn't do the league this year or at least I was thinking of not doing it is I just felt there was so much it seemed like and maybe I you know again I wasn't paying a lot of attention so it may have just been a uh, kind of a ghost perspective if you will like I'm just I'm reading only a little bit and I'm making a, an assumption on based mm-hmm. on that little information but that's but, how I make all my assumptions well you know you'd like to be a little more uh well read about it if, if I'm going to be smart but you um, are the less idiotic of the two idiots I try just I try <laughs> but uh but that was honestly a consideration because I'm just like I, I don't know that I really want to play this game of you know these guys are opting out or this one gets yeah. sick and it's just like you know and again to, to be very clear this is a fun league we're doing this is a free fun league there's no money oh, on yeah. the line yeah it, this is really just about bragging rights and and when we even say bragging rights it's really just like just for fun i mean there was talk at one point uh one of my co-workers and i were talking about maybe you know getting a uh a championship belt Woo! to be <laughs> passing around uh but but that never happened um, and so it was that, the best we could come up with is a belt that was bought at like the Kittery outlets <laughs> <laughs> that we were going to put a piece of masking tape on. That was it. That was that was what we had the ability to do. That 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 or one of those foam WWE belts or something, you know, like you know, yeah, world champion. Here you go. <laughs> With like one of the old school label makers, not the cool ones now that print out the things, but the one where you had the you had the big dial on the top. There you go. There you go. R. E. I mean, yeah, that sort of thing. Oh, uh, but yeah, I mean that that was a consideration just because I I just I I don't know I I just wasn't feeling it, and then I got talking to some, you know a couple people, and they were like, oh, it'd be cool to do cool distraction. I'm like, okay, I could see it. So yeah, so well, here actually, we are. I'm from the opposite side. the The actual chaos of it appealed to me. So in this scenario, I guess I'm the Joker because I just want to watch it all burn. I really do. Oh I, gosh. With with the way that I feel about the NFL right now, nothing would make me happier than just to watch the whole thing come crashing George, down. George That's, Carlin would be so proud of you. 
Oh yeah. Just <laughs> Just oh, bring it all. Man. It's it's either it's either George Carlin or Ron White when he's talking about you know the plane crash and he's just just like let's hit something hard. I don't want to limp away from this. <laughs> you can't fix stupid. You ever have that thing? Just just take it down. No. Been drinking all morning. <laughs> oh jeez. Anyways, oh, um, so yeah, it's it's mayhem, and yeah. then you—that's yeah. even before you get to the idea of fans. Now, fans have been the the weird thing that has been going on in sports since this has started. So you have, uh, I think, actually in a, in a weird way, WWE wrestling was the first uh, the first kind of sport to get back going after COVID kind of hit. Yeah. And so they were doing everything down at what is it the, the power plant or whatever the heck they call it, performance the, the center performance center down in Florida. Okay, yeah, power plant was WCW like thirty years ago. Yeah, Sheesh. yeah, <sighs> it's all coming apart now. <laughs> so we <laughs> he remembers that, but he doesn't remember he's in a football league. Jesus, good lord. I only, re- I only remember the important things, you know, like movie quotes, power plant. And, you know my. <laughs> My phone number from when I was eight years old. Oh, gosh. Not stuff I could actually use right now. Uh, so, but I think they were the first ones to kind of come back, and they had the empty arena. Yeah. Like, or not even yeah. arena. It was basically a big gym. Yeah. And, um, and no fans, no nothing. And now they've kind of gone to having the, the screens around that they have different fans on, right? They kind of have, yes. and, and, and that's what the NBA has done apparently really well, like having just the wall of screens next to the court, and they have fans there, so there's at least a little are they, something. Are they also piping in crowd sound? I don't know. I think one, I watched a clip from like an MLB game, and they were doing that, and I'm like, that's just weird, because MLB has, has gone yeah. like the, the, the weirdest way, but... They, they have just cardboard cutouts, which I'm like, hey, it's 2001, like, video games all over again. Because oh, <laughs> that's what it looks like. Yeah, like, the, the yeah. crowd is just flat. Oh, my gosh. And so, yeah, it's weird. And you can pay to have your whatever, and it's resulted Cause, in some Because I'm thinking right now things. Vince must be in heaven because he, he can, he you know, because I believe they are piping in crowd sound. So he can basically control the reaction he wants from the well, crowd. And and in that in that thing that you sent me, they yeah. were actually encouraging people to boo a particular person, yeah. which is an old thing that WCW used to do when they did their like they did their like three or four tapings in a row, and they would rotate them. In. It was like Universal Studios; they were an attraction at Universal Studios, and they would hold up signs like "boo," "cheer," because nobody knew who that what the hell was going on. These are yeah. just schmucks who came in from the park, yep. you know. So, uh, but Vince isn't all that happy because apparently. <laughs> Apparently, like Vince has had, like, with the thing that is weird about this whole like having fans on the on the monitors and stuff, and even putting the cardboard thing is people have paid for some weird stuff. Like Jeffrey Epstein wound up in one of as a cardboard cutout at like a Mets game or something. Oh, yeah, that one slipped by the office somehow. And then I think it was I want to say it was WC WWE. Someone was wearing like a clan outfit. Oh gosh. Not clown, yep. clan. Yep. Now and I that, I, that I, wound up on broadcast at, like for probably a couple seconds before they pulled it. But it's yeah. like, sheesh, there's no delay for the for that. Like nobody's on that. I I did read that one of the wrestlers he he goes by the stage name of Kenny Omega. Um, mm-hmm. He actually was one of the faces during SmackDown, I think. Um, for, and he's from All Elite Wrestling. That's that 
uh, new oh, organization nice. that's running on TV. So there was like a big to do about it. It's like, oh my gosh, Kenny Omega was on you know WWE TV or something like that. It was just like, and and you know he he was playing it cool. Like I just thought it would be interesting to try, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well. And the- and the fact is, that's like the least innocuous one out there. Like, yeah. there's been so many others. That he are didn't just, like, do anything, and he didn't like throw up like an AEW sign or anything like that. I mean, because honestly, when 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 you look is at these, is there an AEW sign? Uh, no, no, no. I, I I mean like like any sort of AEW logo or oh, anything like that. I thought I thought they were, they like had hand signs or something like gang signs. No, sort of thing going. no, 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 no. Um, oh, okay. Because the the strange thing with that setup, and and it'd be curious to see how that would work in football as well, is. The proportion of what you're seeing of people is very different in that in that setup now because you're seeing yeah. kind of people's either you're seeing very up close their face, or mm-hmm. you're seeing them sit way far back, or yeah. you know it's like this mishmash and it's just oh. it's very strange you know I mean and it's I, like it's go, all yeah. the things that you hate about Zoom calls yeah. just magnified yeah and then and, on like meth it's, it's yeah just bizarre and, and you know I I think it's a better you know, from the little I've seen, I feel it's a better experience than what they did before, where it was in the performance center with no one. It was quiet. Mm. Um, it just felt very strange. Yeah. Um, well, and, then, and the wrestlers are still doing their same shtick, like playing right. to a crowd that isn't there. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Doing that. And then, you know, they, they moved to having some of the talent who's training at the performance center be like a faux audience like cheering and booing and all this yeah that was the strangest thing it was so strange but, but then they had him behind a plexiglass shield so it was like wrestling and hockey combined which yes. is bizarre yes so now for but, football i just don't know in these massive stadiums how that's going to translate well let me let me tell you oh, it's boy, going go. to be an absolute <laughs> show that's what it's going to be because there's no consistency at least at least mlb and here's the thing here's the thing well no let me let me backtrack here's one of the things about the nfl that just pisses me off is that they're so big that they can kind of do anything and they can mess up and they can screw up and and it just kind of all just goes away because they're just so huge and popular and they have so much money so every other sport kind of has a consistency we're going to have fans we're not going to have fans we're going to do the screens we're going to do this we're going to do that and it's the same Mm. the nfl is leaving this up to the individual stadiums so the individual home whoever the home team is they can decide whether they're going to have fans or not so a couple of teams have said we're not going to have fans whatsoever no fans at least for the first couple games yeah. Now, Miami, which I don't know if y'all have been following the whole COVID thing. I, by the way, does anybody, y'all know about COVID, right? Y'all, y'all heard of this? Huh? You know, what? This, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's a virus, uh, COVID-19, I, I, because it's like the 19th one. No, it's not the 19th one. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a little something that's been going on in the world for a few months now. So um, uh, Florida, they haven't been doing very well with this whole COVID thing. They they they've had a real rough time of it. And so you would think that the Florida teams might be a little I don't know a little more cautious. Nah, Miami says oh we're gonna have twenty percent capacity, like thirteen thousand people, and we're hoping to have more. Later on in the season, you can't fix <sighs> stupid. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> just keeping those beaches open worked real well over the summer. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been oh, it's been a 
peach of a time down yeah. in Florida. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're going to do that. And then other teams have said, well, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And, and they're going to try and do like touchless entry and touchless food ordering and all this stuff. And you're supposed to cluster and everyone has to wear a mask. Like, yeah, that's going to work. Right. I you're, mean, you're going to be able to regulate that real well. Okay. Of, you know, so, sorry to go back to wrestling again, but, but I do know one of the reasons, and I forget the name of the arena, they, they, they moved to a bigger arena. And one of the reasons for them doing that um, was to provide more space for the talent to be mm-hmm. separated, you know, mm-hmm. so, so people could have plenty of space because the performance center, from what I've read, is, is a very uh, small facility, you know, as far as, you know, for the number of people that they would need to put on the shows and stuff like that. Now you're talking locker rooms primarily, that sort of locker thing? Locker rooms, staff, all of that stuff, that, that now being okay. in a full-fledged arena – gives yeah. them a lot more room and a lot more flexibility in terms of what how they can partition and space people out. But mm-hmm. but that's just for the staff. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we're not even talking about fans being there. And you know, on the surface football much like baseball has it, you know, going for themselves where they're outdoors, you know, which at least has been well, for the most part, you do have some stadiums that are you know, domes sure. and things like that. But, sure. I mean, there's, a, there's a, a a lot of air circulation, a lot of cubic feet of air and yes. all that. But, yeah. Be- better than being indoors, different from NBA, different from NHL. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're, they they have that, that ability. And, you know, so so I – personally, I mean, just the way I am with this whole thing, it just – it feels like these things should just be contested without fans. You know what I mean? Just, just keep everyone safe. You know what I mean? Keep everyone healthy. Yeah, yeah, but and because I mean, you know that tailgating is is yep. going to be tailgating and all that. I mean, oh, it's it's such a mess. But just to, but for the league to not have a flat policy, yeah, which I'm, I'm I'm guessing probably has something to do with this whole idea of like, oh well, no, it's 32 individual teams, and we're not a really uh, whatever tax shenanigans they're trying to pull and all that stuff i'm guessing mm-hmm. it goes back to that there's some lawyer there who's like you know we could really save some money if we just uh. <laughs> but and that's exactly what he sounds like at least that's at least uh, that's what i'm imagining uh. in my head <laughs> because you know i mean because after a six martini lunch you're like hey <laughs> bill brasky <laughs> i got thrown out of a bar in new york city Oh, anyway, it just it, it irks me that there's just not yeah. a flat policy yeah. that the NFL just didn't say, hey, no fans or, hey, you can have 10 percent or 20 percent. At least then you'd be able to say, hey, this is a bad idea. But they're so leaving it up to everybody to kind of you know choose their own adventure. I'm like, this is going to be such a cluster. It's yeah, it's going to be ridiculous, which is kind of why I'm like, some men just want watch the world burn. And that's, I think, what we're going to watch. Yeah. But but the teams, for the most part, if I'm understanding right, will be playing in their, you know, for example, home teams will be playing in their home facilities. It's not going to be like NBA where it's no, c- centralized no, in any area and that sort of thing. All, all teams will travel to their respective away games and so on and so forth, I assume. Yeah, which I think has, although, I mean, I think has more to do with the fact that you would have a real tough time getting 32 teams with workout facilities practice facilities sure, sure. game oh, facilities yeah. and all that in one spot whereas i mean you could probably find a place you know and and again also with uh, as it in terms of like nba and nhl they were finishing seasons yep. so it's just hey yep. we just got to make it work for this amount of time and and nba really took like hey it's only teams that are 
have this record and above to finish the season and then playoffs. Right. So, but starting a, a season from scratch, I kind of see that. I just yeah. I don't know how this is going to work when you when you have some of these other factors going on. It's going to be real weird. Going to be real weird. Like like the Yahoo yeah. uh, league that we're in is already mentioning. You're like, oh, there might be additional IR spots. Like, oh, that's going to be great. Like, we have to wait for someone's diagnosis to come in for COVID before we can IR them. And, uh, oh, man. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so games will f- be played as yeah. they typically are. So from a fantasy perspective, nothing's changed. <laughs> but but everybody's six feet apart. So that's the real weird part. It's, it's oh, not even man. touch football. It's going to be like, oh, dude, you know it would be great if it was oh. like paintball. <laughs> Good Lord. Everyone has paintball guns. Oh, come on. You wouldn't watch that? <laughs> I the, would. And then the lawyer would be like, Bill Brasky. <laughs> is that all he does to say his name? Well, yeah, pretty much. Okay, well, right on. I, I go with that. So that's the state of the NFL right now. It's utter chaos. Nobody yeah. knows anything. And until, I'm going to say until game, man, until week five. Week five, you're not going to have any clue how this thing is shaken out because there's been so much movement. I mean, good lord, yeah. you've got you got Tom Brady going to the Bucks. Leonard Fournette just got cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars and is going to Tampa Bay now too. I mean, good lord, just te- uh, there's been a bunch of movement with players and stuff, and and you also have players getting older. Like for instance, here's here's one. So I is actually wait a minute, is did Larry Fitzgerald retire? I don't know. I thought I saw him um, in the draft lineup. Well, that's the thing. Like, I saw him on my – because he was on my team last year. The team that I I didn't know I had. And I was trying to decide if I – I didn't even – I knew I wasn't going to keep him because he's approximately 73 years old at this point. But I I was like, well, I didn't even realize he was still playing. Like, there's so many weird factors going on. But the fact is, like – all it takes is a couple COVID cases, and all of a sudden, Larry Fitzgerald is a really important fantasy player. Yeah, it's going to be just bizarre this year because you have all the weird things that happen in the NFL plus a pandemic. Yep. Yep. God, man, man, he's fallen far. His uh, projected fantasy output for the first couple weeks is uh, hovering right around eight points. <laughs> well, I mean, all right. So now you've got it. Now you got me, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, age. Here we go. Larry, oh, he's only 37. Okay, but still, that's kind of old for an NFL wide receiver. It is. It is. I mean, uh, granted, you know, Terrell Owens still thinks he can play, and he's like 52. So let's keep that in mind. Well, and one of the teams in our league, uh, former coworker of mine, that's one of our running jokes is uh, whether or not he's going to draft Terrell Owens this year. I, I, you know, <laughs> he just all he just always went for him for others. Oh my gosh, it was good stuff. So Terrell Owens, Terrell Owens is 46 years old. Yeah, it can happen. I mean, that's some George Blanda level stuff right there. I that mean, is. but again, uh, you know, uh, oh my gosh, who's the guy who uh, he always was talked about? Um, oh, son of a mother! He was the quarterback that he played for the Colts. He played for the Falcons. Uh, Jeff George. Oh, Jeff George. Yeah. You remember how uh, how Jason Whitlock used to mention him every time there was a quarterback injury? Like, you know, Jeff George can still play. I'm like, is Jeff George paying you? <laughs> He's getting some sort of percentage if he gets signed. 
I know that you're oh, friends, man. but good lord, like you show for him like it's it, like it's going out of style, like you're on his payroll or something. That's Anytime funny. someone got hurt, and Jeff George was getting old, and like you know he he can still throw, like really. <laughs> But he also is he also is wearing an adult diaper. So, like, so, I don't know if it's a good idea. Uncle Rico can throw too. It doesn't mean it's gonna work. <laughs> oh, Uncle Rico. Oh my gosh. And actually, who was it that, that someone used to call Uncle Rico? Wasn't it Vince Young? Because he had a really weird uh, kind of he had a he got had kind of a weird throwing motion. So that, I think there was so. someone that used to call him Uncle Rico. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Bet I could throw it over those mountains over there. Oh. <laughs> uh, my gosh. So, All yeah, right. We've, we've wandered far off topic. Let's try and bring this back. So what are some – do you have any strategy for the draft? Did you? I mean, or actually, no, fantasy well, football basics. Yeah, I, I was going to say, do you, do you want me to kind of go over just kind of the, the parameters that we set, so to speak? Sure, because honestly, I'll be hearing them again for the first time, it seems. <laughs> Todd, Todd, Todd's got a notebook and pencil ready to go. He's going to be taking some notes here. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, my gosh. No, so, I don't. I I don't care. I know. I know. <laughs> so we are an eight-team league. Uh, we have eight teams. I believe uh, we have it set up such that I think the top – is it top six, I think, make it? Oh, great. So I'm going to not even make the playoffs. Crap. Uh, let me just let me just jump back here for a minute. So this is probably a spot you want to edit because I am um, – No, I'm just going to put in like, you know. ba da ba da ba ba da 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 See, this is where we lose all the listeners right here. This is forget ever making one thousand. We're just they're actually gonna they're gonna email Podbean and say, you know what? Take my listens away from their numbers. I don't even want to be associated. I knew that they were called idiots. I didn't realize it was this bad. It okay, should be free this is range weird. It's morons. not even in league. I assumed in league settings there would be something saying how many teams. Oh, here we go. Wait a minute. I think it's six because we usually have a round, a buy round, mm-hmm. and then we have the final four and then the final two. Yeah, so I think it's six. I think it's six to make it. We really need to find a way to make it the final five. I know <laughs> it's an odd number. It doesn't work. But it, it would just work for BS. It would it would appeal to the OS, OCD BSG. You can't have an odd number in a playoff bracket, man. Yes, we can. Right. We'll figure a way. Scoring, scoring. So this this, this uh, is an interesting yes. topic because we've we flirted with a couple different ways of doing this. I think under oh uh, yeah, I think in the Uncle Todd regime, <laughs> we actually <laughs> went. <laughs> it was it was more of a junta than a regime. <laughs> no, we're gonna call it a regime. I, it was I, a total banana republic sort of thing. I had the, <laughs> I had the military uniform with like eight thousand medals. <laughs> we will do it this way. <laughs> and I think, I think at one point we did fractional points, didn't we? Oh, oh yes, we did. Oh, oh my yeah, did. gosh, I got like a tenth of a point. <laughs> Not a lot of ties in that league, my friend. Let me tell you. Not a you lot know, of ties. That was a bonus. I was way ahead of my time in that. You I were was way ahead of you my were. time. So no only fractional about five scoring. Five minutes ahead, but it was only, I was ahead. Uh, we, we we do have negative scoring. So if, if an interception is thrown, that's a negative. Uh, if if your defense, so we don't do defensive positions. That's anymore. a paddling. That's paddling. <laughs> we do defensive positions. Uh, or we, sorry, we don't do defensive positions. We do team defenses. And if your team is lucky enough to allow twenty-eight to thirty-four points, or they go for the uh, you know the the 
the hot fudge Sunday, if you will, of, of, of <laughs> wonderful games uh, and allow 35 plus points, that's negative. Uh, I think those are the only categories now that I look at it that we have is negative. Yeah. So we have a little bit of negative scoring there, but uh, we, we score primarily on um, passing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. Uh, they are not equal passing touchdowns or slightly less than rushing touchdowns. So I didn't tweak this really? a whole lot. Yeah, this this is from your brain, bub. So, <laughs> so clearly you were favoring the running. <laughs> you, were, you, were you juicing the league because you were loading up on running backs over there? <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was doing. Dude, you had to fix that. Make them the same. I think I should. Yeah, that's that's so weird. I'm, I'm looking at this now. Yeah, so completions are a point. Uh, every 25 yards, you get a point of, of yeah, uh, passing Yeah, yeah, I remember that all that. Sense. Ten weird yards that I remember this ten. crap. I, I don't remember I have a team, but. Was there a reason for doing 25 yards passing for a point versus doing 10 for the rushing and receiving? Do you remember uh, that? Because you just tend to get more passing yards for one player. So, I mean, uh, quarterbacks can get up to like 300 yards passing and very few, you know, running backs get to that That's fair. level. So it kind of balances the position out a little bit because, yeah. and I, I think that was actually kind of based on what the standard scoring setup was. I don't think I really tweaked that one. Okay. I don't know why I tweaked the, the passing touchdowns to be less. I think you were just juicing. I maybe I don't know. I don't. Oh, fumbles lost. That's a negative. Negative two. Negative Which two it ought to be. Ought uh, to be. We count two point conversions. You get two points for those. Offensive fumble return for a TD. That's six, baby. Uh, we count Fair the enough. field goals. Uh, apparently. Oh my gosh. We hand out three points wh- whether it's zero to nineteen, twenty to twenty nine, or thirty to thirty nine. It's three points. That's all you get. I kind of like that idea because the long. To me, it was all just right. like. It, well, and, and you're the commish. I mean, do whatever the hell you want. I, I didn't even know I had a team in this league, so go right ahead. But I always felt That's like... That's it. Zero that, to 19 yards. One point. <laughs> I always felt like the Chip like getting shot. those long field goals, like you get extra points for those. Yeah. It's such a crap shoot. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, half the time those guys are kicking and they're crossing their fingers and toes while they're doing it. And, you know, they blink their left eye and then their right eye. And, oh, this, it, it's it's such a, like, a lucky sort of thing because there's such low percentages. But maybe it ought to be a four points for, you know, 45 above or 50 and above. I don't – I mean – to do it's, what you're going to do, it's sir. It's five points for 50 plus, four points for 40 to 49. So Okay, yeah, do that then. That's fine. So, yeah, we'll keep it like, as Like is. I have to give you approval. You have you have carte blanche. Team defense. If your team is lucky enough to goose egg the other team, they get 10 points, baby. Right on. So And then, uh, and then we slowly uh, subtract from there. So, yeah. Now, here's the thing that I've – and. Uh, okay, I'm actually I'm getting ahead of myself. So I think go 35 on. plus else? points. You should do negative 10. <laughs> I think you might be getting a little over your skis on that one, sir. I don't know. That's that's a bit really? that's a bit harsh. Yeah, because here, well, here's the thing. I like I the reason I like doing the individual, and I'm going to make a case for something that I even I know is stupid. But the reason I like doing the individual defensive players is because the offense gets so much love. I always thought yeah. it was interesting to see if you could pick some good defensive players along with picking a, a team defense. I did like it when you did that. I I, I did enjoy because for that very reason, because you do start to understand who are the key players. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you have a big pool to draw from. 
Yeah, and but one of the and and this is the secret, and I I always use this to get myself a few because I was always looking for an edge. I'll I'll admit, oh, you Lord. ain't you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, and this wasn't <laughs> even cheating. This was just knowing the rules and using them to the best of your ability. So what I found out was that every single player got punt and kickoff stats. Mm-hmm. No matter no matter what position they played, they would get those stats incorporated into their their statistics. Okay. So at that time, when I set it up like that, there was a bunch of cornerbacks who were running back punts and also running back kickoffs. And I would get one of those guys. And they didn't even need to get an interception or tackles or anything like that. I was using them primarily for their kick return points. Oh, interesting. So you'd get the yardage, you get any touchdowns they scored, anything like that. So, I mean, someone might have in a game, if they're, especially if the team is getting their tail kicked in and they're returning a lot of kicks, yeah. they might wind up with, you know, 60, 80, 100 return yards in a game. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that, that dude's getting like 10 points. You know, Did we do point this when Devin yards. Hester was playing for the Bears? Um, you probably yes. you probably did. And actually, I never had him. I don't uh, think I ever okay. – actually, I might have had him one season. But I was, there was a guy who played for the Bills that I used to get. And then there was another guy. I think Chris Carr was his name for the Raiders. And, and those are the two guys I always aimed for. There was a, I forget what the cornerback was for the, for the Bills. And actually, he was a starter for them too. And he was he was also their punt and kick returner, so that was always the kind of and I like that the fact that you could find those little things that you could take advantage of. Yeah. Hey, they added a new scoring category this year. Do you want to know what it's called? Ooh, year, days without incident. <laughs> How did you know? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> this this one's riveting. Field riveting? goal field goal yards per point. Say what? Field goal yards per point. So you basically can say for the number of – you score a point for n number of yards that are kicked for field goals. So, for example, if the Patriots kick two 50-yard field goals, they have 100 yards of field goal yards, basically, and you would score points based on that. You shouldn't get a point for that. I, no, I don't have it turned on in our league. I'm saying it's a new category they added. That shouldn't even be a category. That's the lamest category ever. Here, let me click on the information button. Here, we couldn't score any any touchdowns. Give us points for yardage. No. <laughs> you got three points for the kick. That's it. Oh, it's a, oh. if we want to use this, we have to use fractional points because they got to factor in if you have a 19-yard field goal. It's got to be like 1.9 points. Oh, dude, good the fractional points nah. do it it'll make everyone mad it'll be awesome it'll it will make everyone mad i'm not doing it oh do it do no it. do it I, I'll, I'll give you my i'll give do you it. my military jacket with all of the all of the medals and stuff oh. and the big hat come on i've still got them no i'm good hey and you know what's kind of interesting i'm looking at week one matchups it'll be the commish tim hunter that's what that's what it'll turn into <laughs> my cabal um <laughs> yes there we go I, I, I was just uh, scrolling through our matchups for week one. Uh, I'm facing the team that I just uh, created that's going to be the garbage team in our league. So I, I got an easy week one uh, matchup, my friend. You think. You, on the other hand, are taking on, uh, I don't know, one of the regular teams. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to smoke them like a cheap cigar. That's You know what? I, actually, that's going to be my thing this year. I'm going to go full on heel oh, for this geez. year. Oh, jeez. 
I am. I'm Be just going nice. to trash talk everybody. Oh, I'm going to sow as much dissent as possible. <laughs> and I quote, you know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. I'm just going to be spewing hate and misery. <laughs> Call your team the malcontents or something. <laughs> just go all in. I don't know. I've got, I'm trying to think of what a good the good team name would be because i gotta i gotta change it now because gronk smash doesn't work anymore because well it would i mean he's still playing then again last year he wasn't playing and hey, i kept the name you, so you could do carlin's carnies no no i don't know it has kind of that joker thing going on there a little bit Clown, yeah Carney, you know yeah, that, george you know, maybe no all right Maybe. I'll see. I'll take it under consideration. Anything else under basics you want me to go over here? So we did scoring. We did league structure. We, we do the 16-week uh, league, six-team playoff. So we, so we got quarterback, two running backs, oh, three thank wide you. receivers. Yeah, let's go through team structure. Yes, uh, good good call. So, yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Quarterback. Yep. And then what? It, we're still doing a uh, tight end wide receiver flex? Yes. Okay, because yep. that, that I think is – that took me a long time to come around on, and I think it's the best thing ever. Yes. Uh, because, again, it's another one of those ways where you, if, you, if you game the system a little bit, you can work that, and that's I like those things. Yes, and, and it plays into one of the draft strategies we'll talk about as well in terms mm-hmm. of the cuff. But, uh, yes, so one QB, three wide receivers, two running backs, and a flex on the tight end position, so you can do a tight end or wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I believe a kicker and a team. So it's defense and special teams. So what what we count there is yeah. defensive categories around sack, safety, interception, fumble recovery, uh, touchdown, um, block kick. But we also do return yards and return TDs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, which was always one of the things I I did like because then you could separate those out and you you could double dip mm-hmm. when you used to have the individual defensive positions because then you get your if you had that cornerback who you could find that was a kick return you got points there and then you could also have a completely separate team defense that would get kick yard uh points as as well like return yards mm-hmm. and it, it, it and again it was, it was a stupid little thing and it probably didn't mean a whole hell of a lot it was always something to keep me entertained yes so. absolutely it was my binky it was so happy (laughs) all right so draft strategies what is your draft strategy because mine is basically just bourbon and prey that's that is in my entire draft strategy real quick before i jump over there your week one uh opponent is actually the champion from last year so good luck with that all right oh he's going down draft strategies he's his time is past (laughs) his time is past It's a new year. Oh my god! Well, I I should mention in, in our league. You know what? He's he's the disease, and I'm the cure. Uh, I, I I think we now need to have. That the, was a horrible Cobra reference. Okay, well then, rather than do that, why don't we have the Carl Weathers classic? You 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 do so well. Oh, that could be a great team name. Anyways, it could. Mando. They all Ooh. hate you. <laughs> They all hate you. Actually, that is it. That's it right there. That is my team name. They all hate you. <laughs> but I meant the monster movie quote you do. That, that's no, 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 no. They all hate you is much better. No, 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 no. For your team name, do that one. But but you you were talking about taking him down, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah. you know, that that quote would be appropriate. 
No, see, now, the, the actually, the more appropriate would be, referencing last year, mm. you go to Rocky II, okay. and then you've got, you've got Apollo Creed's uh, trainer when, they, when, they're, when they're meeting, and he's like, you don't think I can beat him? And the trainer comes over, and he gets up close on the desk. Like, all of a sudden, now, no one else in the room is going to be able to hear him. He's like, I saw you beat that man like no man has ever been beaten, and he just kept on coming. Uh-huh. That's a man we don't need in our life. <laughs> He's all wrong, Force Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love that. That that was good. That was that was such a oh. great scene. That was oh, such a great so scene. So good. And then Apollo just completely dismisses him, and then that's the entire reason he loses because yep. he he he's just he's so single minded. Anyways, pride, my friend, pride. Pride cometh before the fall. Before the fall. So and you know what? That's what's going to happen when that team faces. They all hate you. <laughs> In week one. Oh, Mando. Oh, I, I'm beginning to wonder if. Is there a way to post videos in our forum? Because I want to cut promos oh, every week. <laughs> I, no, good lord, no. <laughs> You're turning that feature off right now. Turn it Hell off. No. Turn it off. <laughs> videos? Nope. Oh gosh. I'm I'm telling you right. You know I'll post a YouTube link. I don't care. You can't stop me. I, you I, can't I stop me. I won't try to stop you. I I don't know that many will want to watch it. <laughs> I don't care. It'll make me feel better as I as I go down in flames every single week. All right. All right so draft maybe strategy. I get on to dr- yeah. What's your strategy? So so, not before we start, but one thing to factor into the draft is uh, our league is a keeper league. So what we do yes is everyone can keep three players from the prior season. However, however, mm. in mm-hmm. order to make this fair, equitable, and to uh, you know not allow a team to get too juiced up on on its own uh, talent. We, we have a cost that comes with that. And, again, we don't do money, and we don't do, like, faux money, you know, when you're drafting and all that stuff. Well, it's like B.B. King said, there's a cost to be the boss. That is right. And so what we do is we basically say, say you drafted a player in the fourth round of the 2019 draft, mm-hmm. and you want to keep that player. That player will then cost you a third-round pick in this year's draft. So every year... Um, if you have a player, for example, I have had Tom Brady for quite some time. I somehow got him in probably a mid-round sort of spot, five or six at one point. I don't know if people were blind or what was going on at the time, but I somehow got him. Um, mm-hmm. And he has, over the years, gone up, up, up to the point now where he is costing me a number one or a round one pick. Um, yeah. You know, if you have a player who's a round one or round two Basically, you end up having to just lose those first two two round picks because they just kind of sit there. Yeah. For the fortunate who find that diamond in the rough down in round 16, or better yet, is a free agent, they start mm-hmm. out. So a free agent, you will start out with a cost of a 17th round pick, uh, which I believe someone in our league got Patrick Mahomes that way, which is just criminal. Oh. Just criminal. Criminal, but... Damn, that's good. It, but but that's the point is if you can get lucky sometimes that way and you find that 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 blue chipper, that diamond in the rough that just has that mm-hmm. season and breaks out, man alive, are you you know walking on cloud nine? Because now you not only do you have a talented player you're keeping, but you can still draft in 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 the first couple rounds and not lose out on all that talent. 
So, well, you know what they say, it's better to be lucky than good sometimes. That is true. That is true. So you have to factor that in. Uh, not, uh, I don't know how you are, sir, but not every year have I gone with three. Uh, I, if I have three solid players, I will, I will go ahead and keep those because I feel like it's a good uh, investment that way. I do try to, um, you know, one thing I've done with Brady is I've had Gronk, I've had Edelman, I've had Wes Welker at times, and I've tried to do that sort of, you know, as you talked about getting an edge, you know, kind of trying to, trying to, I mean, we use the term handcuff. I don't know if it's the right right term for this, but you, you try to find that one-two combination, you know, where you have a quarterback and a wide receiver where yeah. if Brady throws and gets a TD with Gronk, you're getting the yards with Brady, you're getting the TD with Brady, but you're also getting the yards with Gronk and the TD with Gronk. So now you're kind of doubling up, Yeah, you know? And, and mm-hmm. if you can find a tandem like that, you become a very good team very quickly because you start racking up points. It's kind of like Moneyball. You know, you try to find those those situations where you can just amass points like crazy. Mm. Yeah, he gets on base. He gets on base, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I love that for nothing else than the fact that they refer to Kevin Euclid as the Greek god of walks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I was just like, that is that is a beautiful piece of writing. It is. Beautiful. It is. And yeah. since you brought up the name of Euclid, may I just say, I don't know if I ever told you this, I witnessed Euclid hit for the cycle when the Red what? Sox played the Cubs in Wrigley Field back in 05. Now, was this a natural cycle or was it just a cumulative cycle? It was a natural cycle. He, he hit. Uh, no he, way. Yes. I'm like, wow. so not only was I seeing it, and this was the first, this was the first series during the interleague play. First time the Red Sox, I think had played at Wrigley. And I just remember that because I was a big Euclid fan, really enjoyed him, his grit, how he played. And to see him do that, I was like, oh, that is, that's just, that's a little special right there. That's, that's pretty crazy. I know. I know. Wow. I loved watching him play. He, he was just. Like like the him weirdest and Pedroia. batting stance oh. ever. Oh my gosh, <laughs> love I love watching him hit. <laughs> anyway, hover the hover over like the porta potty is what that, <laughs> that batting stance should have been called. <laughs> I don't know what else to call that. <laughs> Good lord, it's like oh. the crouch to take a crap. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's yeah. All right. So anyway, so we went over keepers. strategies. Yeah. So we went over <laughs> yeah. keepers. Um. Actually, Since this year I am. I have got three. Now, do you have two, three, one, none? Who me? Yeah, you. I, I have three. Okay. Whoa! Look at you. I have three. All right. Now, the important thing in the in are you in, keeping Brady? I am keeping Brady. I am keeping uh-huh. Edelman, and I'm keeping Levon Bell. Hmm. Interesting. We'll see if he can, uh, you know, rework some of his magic in New York as he did in Pittsburgh. <laughs> hmm. That's uh, that's a that's kind of a bold thing because I had so I had Leonard Fournette mm-hmm. on on my team last year and I almost kept him yep. but I didn't uh, I had Dalvin Cook you can tell how how much research I've done in this uh, from Minnesota and then I also had Mark Ingram okay as running back so I kept both of them and I kept Julio Jones nice nice. But I was I was debating, you know, like the whole Leonard Fournette thing, like, oh, well, he goes to Tampa and he could do this. I don't know. I, I My policy is like a, a player is leaving one team. I'm probably not going to keep him because it's just so much of an unknown. I don't know if I want to – I don't know if I want to lose that pick. 
risk, baby, risk versus reward. All right. Yeah, you know, but, but well, actually, right. as a as a past guest, uh, 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 Jason Ward had said, "No risk it, no biscuit." There you go. That's true. That's true. Given the way we score, typically, uh, I, I think what you would see in most drafts um, that we have, I, I believe, running backs are kind of the prized possession. You are trying to get, you're trying to lock down two solid running backs, mm. uh, because if you can do that, they're going to be kind of your engine. And then you then build the quarterback and the wide receiver. At least that's the way I approach it. As I, as I try to build strong around, you know, kind of the running back position. And then, you know, not that quarterback isn't important. Usually I'm trying to find a QB wide receiver combo. Given what I'm keeping this year, I'm going to be probably missing out, I think, on the first two rounds. I don't think Bell's costing me a third-round pick. So mm-hmm. um, I have to go back and look. But, but basically uh, – you know, from there, you just try to build, you know, whatever you can out of the wide receivers. You know, one one tip I think we can give, pretty safe to say, don't, don't be drafting a kicker early in, no, the, in the rounds. No, don't Don't, don't be drafting a, a, a team defense early in the rounds. Come on. Well, no, not early. Not early. Not However, early. I, can, I can make a, a— Round 10 at least. Yes, I can make a case for drafting a defense earlier, depending on what you got for keepers and what your what your roster starts shaping out to be. Because if you can find a really good team defense special teams combo, mm-hmm. and you can get them, and you're like, I've already got my entire starters filled out, and there's no way anybody's going to grab some of the sleepers or backups that I'm going after. So I'm going to nab, I'm going to nab this team here. That makes sense to me because to me, I, I actually like finding a good team defense. And, but then I also like the idea of trying to find a, a kicker mm-hmm. because if you uh, if you do an auto pick, then you wind up with two of two kickers, two kick, uh, two team defenses, which I I don't like. I I'll, I'll get one kicker, and I will probably get the two team defenses only because I never really know how those are going to shape uh, shake out. Yeah, and what I'll end up doing is I'll end up ditching one of them as soon as I. So if I can find an early bye week so that I can make that determination faster, mm. I will totally do it. Especially if it works out that like, oh yeah, the, this one's uh, bye week is uh, week four or five, or five or six or whenever they start uh, as early as possible, and that's my team. All I need is this other team defense to not stink for that one week, and then I can flush them. And I've got my defense for the rest of the year, and then I can I have an extra spot to play with. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But kickers, yeah, kickers are so absolutely fungible in terms of stats. It's not even not even funny unless you have like the the best kicker in the league. Yeah. But even then, like the difference between them and the, like the fifteenth kicker is not that big. Yeah. At all. I, I do have to make a slight correction. Uh, I do not have. I, I was thinking of my other league where I have Levon Bell. Uh, I have Derrick Henry from Tennessee. Oh, you poor soul! You. I know. I know. They all hate you. <laughs> no, just me. Anyways, so <laughs> so here's the thing that I, I actually I I kind of disagree with, like the running back thing. Although the running backs running backs seem to have made a bit of a comeback in the past couple years, mm-hmm. where there was a period of time where it was so many running backs by committee and all this and it was there was kind of that no running back strategy. And I tried that a couple times. The problem is that unless you really nail down your your top quarterback, 
because quarterbacks can get you so many points. Mm -hmm. And if you can nail down a top quarterback and then manage to churn your your backup for something, you know, later on, if maybe you can spin them for a trade or something because you managed to pick up so and so and then so and so, and then that second quarterback is is doing really well and you're just hanging them in reserve. Yeah. If you can then spin them after your bye week uh, for your your primary starter and get something for them, then okay, fine. But, uh, you know, quarterbacks can get you a ton of points and then maybe that second spot can give you a little something-something and, and wide receivers as well. But unless you really nail down, like, two absolutely great wide receivers, yeah, you're probably not going to get what a number one running back is going to get. Right. But it's so tough to nail those down too because of just injuries and everything else. Well, that that and you know th- this is where the keepers kind of throw a lot of variable. You know, depending on how all the teams are are keeping different players, how it throws variables into the mix. Because if you have, yeah. like I said, guys who have either kept, you know, you know, sometimes you have guys that just keep one or two, um, or they keep players that are very low. Um, or, or I mean, low draft picks in terms of you know being like round ten or higher, um, mm-hmm. you know, ten like ten to seventeen or something like that. So they're not absorbing that cost, so they can draft in the early rounds. Um, yeah, that's when you you find yourself really kind of scrambling to find some. You know, this is when you start rationalizing the wide receivers you're taking. It's like, well, I think this guy looks like he's got promise, oh, you yeah. know, and, and you're really just trying to t- – you're taking flyers on different guys like, oh, maybe oh. this will work for me. Um, and that's when you realize that wide receivers are essentially the relief pitchers of fantasy football yes. because, good Lord, they can just fall off the table yeah. like nothing. Yeah, yeah. And, oh. and, and it's it's very hard to predict, and, and that's why, you know, at least for me – and, you know, again, for me, I've gone years – you know, drafting Brady with a wide receiver from the Patriots to just try to, you know, eke out, you know, you know, some extra points that way. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't always work, you know, depends on the season, but, but yeah, yeah. I, I think wide receivers are real, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a real toss up in terms of what you end up getting. Um, mm-hmm. And you can land someone, like you said, that it, that looks on paper really good. And then they just end up, you know, just, you know, flaming out. Well, the other thing you have to keep in mind is when you draft a, when you draft the best wide receiver on a team, that is who everybody is going to try and line up and stop. Right, right. So you can have games where they have a breakout game, and then you have another game when they get 30 yards, then two receptions, because they just can't get the ball to them, because that other team has just made that decision, like, we, you will beat us, but it ain't going to be with this guy. Right. And and it might not even be with a team that's all that great defensively. They just decide to blanket that guy and hey, the team wins, but you know, this other they use that guy as a, as a decoy the entire time. So you it, it's a it's a real up and down roller coaster and if you have a couple of those guys have that have that same week at the same time, ooh. That gets ugly real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's why to me, like quarterback quarterbacks will usually always get their stats somehow. Mm-hmm. Like if you get one of the top tier quarterbacks, they're gonna get their stats, you know? It might not be as as wonderful as you would like, but they will get their stats and over the season you'll be glad that you have them. Yeah. And kind of the same with running backs now. I mean, there was that period for a while it's just like running backs were like, Oh, 
good lord, just churn them and burn them, and who cares? And maybe you'll get lucky, sort of thing. Yeah. Now there's a, there's enough guys who are actually like, if not every down, they're most down backs mm-hmm. that you can kind of count on. Yeah. Like a Derrick Henry, like you know he's going to get stats. You know it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think for wide receivers, a lot of times I'm looking at just averages for them. You know, I mean, I hate to go kind of money ball on this because it's, you know, we're talking about fantasy here. It's not like it's you know real, you know, real sophisticated calculations going on. But but I do, like you said, you you try to find consistency where you can. You know, and mm-hmm. and you try to, especially during the season, after the draft, when you're going week to week and you're kind of looking at the performance of different wide receivers, seeing how they performed. Do you see kind of a trend? Um, you know, certainly the opponent makes a big difference, you know, especially if you're going up against some defensive powerhouse, you know, and any, you know, good wide receiver can have a bad game or, or be shut down because they're just playing that team that has their number. But yeah. um, I will say, you know, during the season when we have, um, you know, when, when I see that, some of the guys I picked are faltering and whatnot, and I'm looking in free agents. Um, you end up finding guys that are kind of averaging, you know, in a pretty consistent basis. You know, and it, like in, in, in our league, a wide receiver that does well will post anywhere from 14 to, I, I would say, you know, 20 points. Would would you agree? Uh, yeah, that's a top level. I mean, I mean that's, that's a really good week if you have a wide receiver yeah. who's in like the 15 to 20 point range. Yeah, I think like eight to ten is like your yeah. your average again because it's eight teams. I mean, and there's a lot of people who are like, "Oh, that'd be great" because they're playing in ten, twelve league teams, and then right. you're really you're really churning the kind of the middle and the bottom of the rosters. Yeah. But for us, yeah, like uh, like that, yeah, I'd say it's a fair amount for like your your top level guys. Yeah. So if you can find someone who's in that sweet spot, um, and and this this worked for me a couple times. I mean, I picked guys up who were just. You know, they, they, you know, had a few games where they were maybe in like the 10 to, to 13 range. And then they started, you know, like Adam Thielen from Minnesota was like that. I picked him up. Mm. He had a couple good games. Um, and then he just consistently started to just produce, you know, and he just kept, you know, he, he, he was he was in that 15 to 20 point range every single week, um, yeah. no matter who they played. So sometimes you can find those guys who just have that consistency about them. Um, you know, it, it also helps to have a good quarterback backing them, of course. But um, yeah, you know, but 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 that's the art with the wide receivers. I think running backs, um, running backs are harder because it's not a guessing game. It's you 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 kind of know what you're getting when you get them. You know, <laughs> it's one of those well, things. But here's and, the thing, like, and, and based on the on the team too. You know, based on the offensive line they have. You know, I mean, yeah, you you know you're in trouble when you know, team A has, you know, issues with their offensive line. And now a guy who was looking good now becomes worthless because he's not able yeah. to put up points. Yeah. But the problem is that you're still hoping yeah. that that something might happen and you're always hesitant to sit that guy, which to me is, is why, and, and it's going to be kind of obvious once we get to the next section, why I keep going back to fantasy baseball. But uh, running backs are like the starting pitchers in fantasy uh, baseball because they're they're ones that you normally feel like yeah I can count on this guy I can count on it. I can bank on it and then when they go they go mm-hmm. and that's it like all of a sudden you're like oh I got stuck with this dude and he is done like yeah. he is burnt toast yeah. there and and in some cases there's no recovering from that there is no recovery, especially if you like went way up in the draft on that guy. Yeah. There's no, there's no coming back from that. Yeah. 
So that's all I got for draft strategies. Although I, and this is why I love the the tight end uh, wide receiver flex position, because there are some really good tight ends. Ah, yes. But then you get out of that, and then you can you can still have that tight end, or you can throw in a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So this all opens you up to being able to throw in that situational, like, oh, this one guy has had a couple good weeks, and he's coming up against like the worst pass defense in yeah. the league. Yeah. So I'm going to throw him in as my fourth wide receiver for all per- intents and purposes as my flex spot. And it gives you the, a little bit of upside um, to, to be able to try and do something. Yeah. Whether it works... Eh, anybody's guess, but yeah. it gives you a little bit of it gives you a little bit of play in there. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I almost forgot what one last thing is. Always keep in mind the bye week, because oh, good you, lord, I've gotten you. Bit I, by I have that. done a couple drafts where I was not watching the bye week, and I'm like, oh, week seven's gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no one can it's play. Like your entire team is off. Like, damn oh, it, jeez. Yeah, look good on paper. Yeah, it was all right. Until now. So, do you have some gripes, sir, about fantasy football? And now we get to my favorite portion of the show. Uh, No, not really. Okay. But uh, my gripes with fantasy football is that just by nature of the schedule of the real-life NFL, to me, fantasy football is always an inferior form of fantasy play to fantasy baseball. I, I loved fantasy baseball, and I kind of got out of it just because I, I didn't follow baseball as much anymore. I started kind of, oddly enough, as soon as I had kids, or I, a kid, uh, you know, my, my, my sports watching went down. It's, it's amazing <laughs> Shocking. how time just disappears. And uh, so, but I used to love fantasy baseball, and I loved it for this reason. It was all week. And you had a, if you got down early, you could still find a way to get yourself back out of it through your roster manipulation, through picking up players throughout the week. And so if you had like one guy who had a really bad game or, or something happened, you got a guy injured on Tuesday, it didn't mean your entire week was just done. You could try to make it up throughout the week and you might be able to pull out a you know a win or you might be able to pull out a couple categories or something to 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 lessen the blow. Yeah. With fantasy football, you have one good injury or one guy who is is out like right before game time and you're not Johnny on the spot swapping up your roster spots, you're toast. Yeah. That is a loss. Yeah. There is no coming back from it. And in some cases, like if you have a player who is hurt week one, that's your season. Mm-hmm. You're done. And the rest of the season becomes no fun because you're always trying to make up for that and, and you're never going to. That is my complaint with fantasy football is it's just not as fun because all it takes is one thing to completely derail your entire season through no fault of your own. Yeah. It'd be one thing if you if you were a dummy in the draft and you pick the wrong people or you just decided I'm a <laughs> not to use a not to use one of our friends uh, one of our uh, acquaintance co acquaintances here but uh, I'm going to draft every Giants player there is <laughs> so that I have the entire <laughs> Giants starting offense. <laughs> oh, I love it. You do that, you you get what's coming to you. Uh, you do, uh, you do. Especially over the last couple of years, good lord, this it's been a rough time for the for the Giants fans. Mm-hmm. Be patient. It seems like good times are coming. It seems like the the corner might turn soon. Yeah. Uh, but if you do all that, fine, you get what's coming to you. But one injury comes out of the blue. Yeah. 
to like your starting quarterback or this or that or the other, and you're done. Yeah. And yeah. and to me, that always there's not much you can do about it because there's only so many teams, there's only so many players, and all that. But the way yeah. that the stats are accumulated, and the way that if like to me, it would be great if you could at halftime you could sub in a player, mm-hmm. and you could get a, like a partial game stat. Like you know what, this guy is toast. I'm taking him out, and I'm going to put in this guy at halftime. Mm-hmm. And you could get then get that other player's stats through the second half. You don't have to get all the first half stats, right. but you could be like, this dude is tearing it up. I'm, I want to swap something like that would be awesome because yep. it would allow you a little bit more flexibility where it's like one bad week from one player doesn't just completely submarine your entire team yeah yeah i mean the the, the so i i i totally agree i i have been on the receiving end of those experiences where i either have forgotten to look um at my lineup to realize that someone just at the last minute was you know just you know marked off you know for for for, the, for that week and just not playing oh yeah there's nothing worse than looking at going like at halftime to check your scores yeah and seeing an o next to a player who you're like what and then you realize that it was literally like 30 minutes before the game started there was a call made to, to take them out so yeah and you were having lunch with your family yeah and you feel like you feel like a doofus on on two counts like i shouldn't have been having lunch with my family and you're like <laughs> i even had that thought that fantasy football is more important than my family <laughs> i'm even more of an idiot than i thought i was at the beginning of this oh my gosh i can't tell you like there have been a couple of times where we'll be sitting down you know at, at, at a restaurant to have have lunch uh you know on a early sunday afternoon and I look at my phone and I just let out this sigh and my wife's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm like, it's just, it's with, with my fantasy league. <laughs> yeah. It looks, looks, gives me this look like, okay. Oh, I'll, I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. Which I don't that. blame her. Cause it's like, come on people. What are we doing here? Oh, oh no, though. She's completely right. What my wife used to do. Cause I don't, I don't even I, I haven't been into fantasy football or anything for very, very long here or, or, or for the past few years. She used to ask me as we were laying in bed, she's like, tell me about your fantasy team. Because she wanted to be lulled off to sleep. Because <laughs> I would make the mistake of making some sort of comment, just trying to make conversation oh during the gosh. day. And then at night, she's like, tell me about your fantasy team. I'm like, no, I know what you're doing. Oh, you're just that's trying to- funny. You're trying to use me as like a human Xanax right now. Like, no, this ain't happening. They all hate you. That's awesome. But then the sad part is like 50% of the time I would be so wound up about something that I would then talk about it <laughs> within like two minutes. That's that's awesome. And I would, oh. and every every single time it would happen, I would go back to Blazing Sounds like, always likes to keep my audience riveted. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The the one thing I will say though, um, just to, to to give kind of the the other side of of that argument is, uh, you, you, when you're talking about fantasy baseball and, and fantasy football yeah. and recovery of score and all that, the one thing I have found, and and this is more of just a, a, a me thing. I don't think this is universal for everyone, but mm-hmm. for me, fantasy football fits into the pace of my week better than fantasy baseball does because at least at this point in my life because i when i did fantasy baseball it felt like it felt too much like work you know like i had to check every day mm. i had to make yeah. adjustments i wasn't you know football feels more tractable to me because i can get my head around a smaller pool of players and positions 
and kind of have a sense of who I want or who's, you know, not doing well and who, who do I want to pick up? And baseball feels like this overwhelming pool of, you know, all sorts of, you know, different positions from different teams and just being able to get your head around who, who are the, you know, who, who's trending up, who's not trending, you know, all of yeah. that stuff. It just feels like too much time and effort has to be put in. Um, yeah. And so from that perspective, that's one of the reasons I got out of fantasy baseball was I just be, got to a point where it's like I just don't have the time to invest to do well in it. You know, I mean, I, I can, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you're absolutely right. You have the week to build your score and to recover, but you don't, but, but you also have to be diligent about, you know, monitoring your pitchers and relief pitchers and, you know, all the positions and, you know, not because of injuries, but because you're trying to, you know, make sure you're for that day getting the the best output out of your team that you can. Whereas yeah. with football, I just have to worry about it on Sunday and Thursday. You know yeah. what I mean? And on rare occasions, Saturday. Yeah. And so it, it just what, it feels just like it just again selfishly for me, it just fits better for me. And I totally understand that. And but, and, but what and you it does make a valid, lot more sense. It, you, you do get you know hosed from time to time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. And even and the thing is, I'm I'm advocating for something that would do me absolutely no good because I no longer do what I used to do. Yeah. I I used to before even when I even when we we when my daughter was first born, my thing was always Sunday football, mm-hmm. and I would watch the one o'clock game, the four o'clock game, and the late game, and I would my the way I would justify it is I would I would do laundry. Sunday was laundry day, and my 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 TV room was right next to the laundry room so I could do four loads four or five loads of laundry over the course of an entire afternoon and catch three games and and not feel bad about it because I'm like hey I did something for us look at we have we have clean clothes for the rest of the week hurrah me and by the way the Patriots won so I just I was able to do that I no longer do that. So even if I were able to control, like do halftime switches, I wouldn't be doing it. I'm not watching football right now, (laughs) not even a little bit. So I'm advocating for something that would do me no good. However, just in the, in the kind of objective sense to me, it seems like fantasy football has been around for so I, I remember playing fantasy football back in college when it wasn't computerized. Like you had to actually write out your picks for that week, hand the guy what you were doing. And then afterwards you had to do the math and go through the, all the box scores and add it up yourself. And then, you know, and then they would, you would find out like a couple days later who won, you know, that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, we've gone from that to the, then being on computer, but it really hasn't progressed much since then. Like it should be more of a real time experience right. than it is. Right. And that's the thing that frustrates me because it would actually enhance the overall experience if I were actually a fan who's watching every week. And I'm not, so it, it whatever. But I mean for the fans who are actually watching, this would be a good thing. Yeah. And I don't understand why it hasn't happened. I mean, for crying out loud, you can you can probably I don't know this, but I'm gonna I'm going to take a wild guess. You could probably be on a on some sort of betting website and in real time bet on who's going to, you know, who's going to win that quarter scoring or or whatever. I'm going to guess you can do that. 
but you can't swap out a running back who got hurt in the first half for your backup right. for the second half and get those stats in the second half so that you don't just basically go belly up for the entire week on one player injury. Yeah. Seems kind of foolish to me. Yeah, and, and it seems like something that could be – I mean, given where we are now technology-wise, I mean, I, I could understand back when we first started doing this that – Maybe from a technology standpoint, it was a little bit harder to make that determination of when should a player be allowed, you know, to be swapped in, you know, in that sort of scenario. But I'd have to imagine now you you could put something into place where, you know, you start a player, you know, the first half of their their game happens halftime. You then have to then react and you can either bench them and swap someone else in or. You know, so, so something to that effect. But then the, the the problem becomes, what do you end up using as the final score, right? Because you know, are people going to find a way to kind of juice? You know, or, or I, I've been using juice a lot tonight. I don't know why. Well, no, that's but, to me that's real easy. Like you get you're you're allowed to to switch it at a halftime of a game. Yeah. And so the whoever was your starter for that game, that's the stats you have for the first half. They get hurt on the first play. You get a big goose egg for that entire first half. At halftime, then you take the stats from that that player's third and fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's like later in the day or even if it's earlier, I mean – that it shouldn't have to be like oh well my player played after this so then oh but your player played earlier it's like no i get those stats because i'm in real time deciding this but but what I, you're advocating just, for is when you swap that new player in you're only getting the points for the player who ends up in that slot for the second half correct yeah 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 and and the thing is you can't i mean you yeah you could say oh well you could just sit this guy because he just sucked that game and then you know this game I mean, uh, you'd have to define it a little bit, but I mean, in a case of an injury, certainly it should just be an automatic. Like your backup yeah. for that player, you get those stats from third and fourth quarter on, mm-hmm. and and it's just that's just the way it is. And if they get hurt in the third quarter, well, you know what? That's the way the that's the way things go. I think you could do it at that granularity. I I think you could. You totally could. For crying out loud, we can we can GPS position within like three inches anywhere on the freaking planet. Of course we could do it. Of course we could do it. For crying out loud, we're putting rovers on Mars. We'll go, I mean, go go write the software. You're telling me we can't do this? Go go write the software, man. Oh yeah, let me do that. Yeah, I can't even add. Are you kidding? You can't fix stupid. You're the one who does the software. You go ahead and do it. All right, fine. I'll I'll take a crack at it. You want something to look pretty on the screen? I'll do that. You want me to Photoshop, Photoshop some stuff? I'll do that. Write code? Yeah, write. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll be fun. This rant was brought to you by. <laughs> they all hate you. And another thing. Oh, good lord! I got more stuff. No, anyways. So that that's just my that's just my major gripe with fantasy football is that it just feels like it's it's way too much of an all or nothing thing. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's that takes away the fun. Yeah. Because yeah. essentially, kind of in some ways, it comes down to a coin flip. Like heads you win, tails you lose. <laughs> and here you go. Oh, gee, that's fun. Week after week after week. Gosh, gee. And I and actually, I even think there's a way to go even one above that. Like you get like three mulligans throughout the season where you do you okay injuries automatically you get you can have like a hand you could even have it in the system like okay here's my starters for this week and here's my handcuffs 
you can even put in that kind of terminology because normally a handcuff is like, oh, you know, you know, so and so is the starting back, but they might not make it or they might get hurt or whatever. So you grab the the, the backup. So here's your handcuff for the for that. You know, it doesn't have to be the same team or whatever, but. You know, here's uh, Ezekiel Elliott is going to be my starter, but if he gets hurt, I want this guy to be put in. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And and you know what? Hell, with even if you're going to have it at that level of granularity, it's like whatever happens, like from that moment in the game, then you get the stats of the sec of the second player from whatever game they're in. Mm-hmm. Even if it was a Thursday game and you're now on Sunday, I now get the stats from there. However, you want to do it. I also think there should be a certain number of mulligans that you could have in a in a year where it's like, you know what, this starter just plain out stunk the joint up. I'm gonna grab his back up. Like Sunday night or even Monday night, whenever your 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 week ends, I'm making that decision. I'm dropping him in. But you only get to do it like two times a year. So you have to be very careful about when you do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got someone who laid a big old goose egg and I'm gonna grab this other guy who got twenty points. All right, well you can only do that once. Yeah, and you you might need that in the playoffs. Yeah, but you I, that, you start bringing variables like that in, and I don't know it 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 starts to muck with the. It does, but you know what? It makes it a whole hell of a lot more interesting. I could get more on board with the swapping the guy out kind of mid game thing than than that sort of thing because that 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 just feels too much like. You know, I could see a situation where someone who's doing very well just kind of holds on to their, you know, their their couple choice options and then they wait until like a playoff contending sort of week and and can you know really do some damage to someone who's you know happens to you know someone who's trying to break into the playoffs you know what i mean it, it just, well, but then that's that's their privilege i mean that's that's the way it works because they have put together a good enough team to do that but you just you have to you have to be you have to be careful in how you use that because uh, again is it any less unfair I don't know. is it any less unfair than one player who you start and ha- that guy has an absolute dog crap game and they sink your entire week but but that's is the it chance any you less take, unfair but that's the chance you take drafting these people it is um, but uh, no no doubt but it's also the chance you take in I'm facing up against this guy and I know he's got his let's just say it's two he's got his or his two mulligans that he can drop someone in there mm-hmm. all right well I'm gonna make sure I hang on to mine or you know what I need to beat this guy because he's uh, he's a uh, ranked top in the league and I'm I'm number two so I'm gonna use my mulligan this time because I want to get up on him for the playoffs or whatever. I mean, you're it's all strategy. But the problem is like within that one week there are so few variables. Like adding in this one variable that is like a complete wild card kind of really shakes things up. And hell, just make it even once. It does, but just it, make it even once. It just, and say you can't even, and even say you can't use it in the in the championship game. Or even even you can't use it in the playoffs, whatever. But I mean, it, I think that's. I think it could be a, an agreement. Again, I'm the I'm the chaos lover in this. Thing, yeah, so you are. That in mind. <laughs> I I I can just see the sowing so much discord in the league oh, because I love it. <laughs> no, come on now. This is for fun, I do, my friend. I love it. Oh, it's for fun, man. but that's why I love it. Because I I could see, you know, two teams, two 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 managers selecting their lineups. They go head to head. One of them doesn't like the outcome, and it's a small enough margin of victory that if they plug someone else in, they become the winner. Just feels like like after the fact, it just feels wrong. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Good lord. 
Just burn it all down. Oh, I think we need to move on to another thing. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, on that note, what do you have for and another thing? <laughs> well, uh, appropriate to, to 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 how I'm feeling toward this idea you've just proposed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the title of the show is away. <laughs> That's in go oh, away. Well, that's, that's much nicer than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> no, my uh, my wife and I started watching uh, the show uh, called Away on Netflix. Um, the Wikipedia description is as follows. Emma Green, an American astronaut who must leave her husband and teenage daughter behind in order to command an international space crew embarking upon a treacherous three-year-long mission to Mars. It is a series about hope humanity and how ultimately we need one and one another if we are to achieve impossible things uh so far it's been been very very entertaining very uh i i really enjoyed it it's it it has um some elements of of lost like storytelling in it where it it uses flashbacks kind of focuses on um the different characters it's following essentially the crew um, that is going to basically make the first manned flight to Mars. And uh, uh, Hilary Swank and Josh uh, Charles uh, are, are kind of the head uh, actor-actress combo in this. Uh, Hillary plays Emma Green, and uh, Josh Charles plays her husband. Um, but, but what I really uh, enjoyed about it, uh, especially when you get into the first episode, is um, there, there's a part where basically they fly from um, uh, basically earth up to the moon and they have a, a, a base on the moon where they will actually do the launch from, um, where they, they launch from and, and go to Mars. And there's, I think it's in the very beginning of the first episode where you see, you know, her character looking up from, you know, she's on the moon looking up at just the, the enormity of, of space, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 I just remember like, like they, they, they do a really nice job of kind of giving you that overwhelming sense of what a mission like this would really be like, you know what I mean? It's, it's not mm-hmm. meant to be reality. It's a, it's a drama, um, about this situation and the characters as they go through it, but it is, they, they do a very good job in the storytelling of, of, you know, hel- helping you to feel kind of the stresses that they're going through because this is, they're away from their families for three years, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's a lot on the human you know, psyche and, and, and spirit to, to be away from the ones you love on top of making that sort of, of journey. And so, um, that, that scene reminded me, I I went camping, um, a few years back uh, up in Wisconsin where kind of where we were away from a lot of like the, the, the city lights and that light pollution. And, um, Mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep one night and I got up, it was like three in the morning. I'm sitting on this picnic table, looking up at the sky and it really stood out to me how, how detailed, you know, the, the night sky was when you don't have all of that light drowning a lot of it out, you know what I mean? And, and, and that scene yeah. just reminded me of that, just, just the enormity of space. And, and it, it was just really cool. Um, a couple other cool things to call out. I don't remember the actor's name, but, uh, Felix Gaeta from BSG. Yes. Uh, he, he plays the doctor, uh, who's, uh, called in to, to help with, uh, her husband goes through a, a health thing and so he's he's the doctor i'm looking at him like why do i recognize that guy he's aged you know he's a little bit older felix has grown up well a bit. Yeah. um but uh but he was there uh episode one uh some i don't alessandro know alessandro giuliani alessandro giuliani yeah so he he's a part of it 
another BSG call out. Uh, there was a scene where, where one of the NASA uh, administrators walks into the mission control room and right away, uh, what's the sit rep? What's the sit rep? Um, so I, I was waiting to see, uh, you know, Edward James almost pop out of the corner and be like, that's my line. Yes. Um, that would be great. And then uh, one of the episodes, uh, without spoiling too much, uh, one of the crew members uh, falls ill and is having delusions. And in true Rosalind fashion, Wants to be put out of an airlock. <laughs> so, uh, Madam Airlock, <laughs> Rosalind Airlock, so 2020. This this show, uh, you know, marches to its own beat, but definitely has some 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 beats in there from BSG that that made me chuckle. So, anyways, it's called hmm. Away. It's on Netflix. Check it out if you if you have some uh, time to kill during uh, quarantine 2020. Now, I might have to check that out because, honestly, a lot of that sounds like Another Life, which is the Katie Sackhoff ah, show. okay. Interesting. Where there is, a, there is a wife who has to leave her husband and her, and her daughter, mm-hmm. although in this case the daughter is younger than teenage. Mm-hmm. But that whole idea and, and go on this mission, it, it sounds – and now is that a Netflix original? Yeah. Yep. Weird, because Another Life is a Netflix original. You you would wonder, you would think they wouldn't necessarily want to have two shows that are that close in premise together. But maybe I'll be, maybe I'll I'll see this one and and see the differences. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's nothing sci-fi about the story they're telling. It, it, it's it, mm. there, there's nothing um, outrageous or supernatural going on. It's really just a mm. straight up story of. Okay. These people on a journey, um, and, yeah. and really, so that that would be the difference because there is a lot of sci-fi. Yeah, no, no, of, there, there's none of that. Yeah. I mean, the one thing, the one thing I said to my wife though, and I'm like, this is driving me nuts as as someone who works in technology was, um, after they take off from the moon and are traveling towards Mars, there is like this almost near instantaneous video call feed thing that's going on where they can call like she can call her husband's cell phone and they're just having this real-time conversation and i'm like that wouldn't happen (laughs) at least not right now (laughs) see now that's lame because that's that is i would think pretty much in all flicks now that that's kind of standard like hey that that's not the way it works but i well but i will say by episode five one of the key points of that fifth episode is the last call they can make because they're getting out to a range where they cannot do real-time communication so they do put a limit yeah, on. yes they they do put it but even from the moon i'm thinking to myself could that really happen? <laughs> I mean, with with the tech we have now, you know what I mean. So, so yeah. the, the, you know, that's the one sci-fi kind of thing going on. There is a little bit of the. It was kind of like The Martian, um, you know that that movie where where mm. some of the tech. I oh, think such a great flick. Oh, that flick is I, fantastic. I love that, that flick. book. I I, the, I would highly recommend yeah. the book. Oh my god. Oh yeah, read the book first. Two and I another mean, things for the price of one. Honestly, the the book I think. I'll say this anyways. Uh, it is extraordinarily hard and extraordinarily rare mm-hmm. for a, a movie to be able to top the book. Yeah. Just because, just the nature of the way the two things are constructed. The Martian doesn't meet up to the book. However, it comes pretty damn close. As as close as a movie, I feel really 
can aspire to coming yeah. close to its source material. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, they're both fantastic. And and oh my gosh, it's just another one of those things where it's like, again, like how much money has the world spent to try and get Matt Damon out of whatever mess he's in? <laughs> for goodness sake, put the man under house arrest. <laughs> We've spent enough money trying to get this guy back. I mean, we, we saved him in World War II. We saved him from Mars. We saved him from whatever frickin' planet he was on Interstellar. It's like, he can't leave anymore. Nowhere. No, you can't leave. You can't go. No. You, you're staying in your house. We have a bracelet on you. That's it. We're done spending money on you, Matt. And there ain't no more. We, we love you, but good Lord, you're too expensive. <laughs> uh, and what is your and another thing, my friend? So I'm a little bit ashamed about this one, but not much because honestly, I've I'm just so overjoyed that I got to experience this. However, I've I've heard several people tell me that I need to see this movie, and I I just never quite got around to it. And because I I, I try to justify it by saying that it's it's not necessarily a genre that is. Uh, uh, a particular particularly appealing to me because I didn't necessarily grow up watching this genre mm-hmm. whereas a lot of people I feel uh, a little bit uh, a little bit older than I am would have grown up watching this genre so it would have been a little bit more natural however uh, so I finally got around to seeing Tombstone it's only been you know 27 years I finally got around to it wait so oh, so, so you had never seen it I had never seen oh, it oh wow and oh my gosh yeah what'd you think oh it was fantastic it was everything i wanted and more it was it was things i didn't even know that i wanted and i'm like yes just more just more of all of it i can be your huckleberry oh i am your huckleberry (laughs) he's my friend (laughs) where's wyatt down by the creek walking on water (laughs) um I just, oh my gosh, Val Kilmer. Oh yeah, Val Kilmer. Just adding that that I because in watching some of the 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 making of and and reading some of the material about making the movie, not everybody had ever tried to kind of add that southern like incorporate the southern aspect of Doc Holliday yeah. in, in who he was and that idea the 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 accent and the southern gentility of him and all of that it, oh my gosh he was amazing in mm-hmm. that and just every time like every scene that would go by I'm like hey this guy's in it that guy's in it that guy's in it like I oh, yeah. I, I knew so little about it. it's like you know you go through the friggin movie and it's like yeah, Kurt Russell's in it, and Sam Elliott, and Bill Paxton. Like, yeah, you get to that. And then it's like Powers Booth and Michael Bean. Yep. And and then by the time you get to Charlton Heston, I'm like, who isn't in this movie <laughs> from like 1993? Like, I know. Good lord. Oh, it, oh, it's so good. It, it's so it good. Is, it is an amazing movie. I, I've I and the reason I asked about you not seeing is because what's funny is there's a lot. There's been a number of times when I will throw on the TV. And it's on, yeah. And, it, and it's one of those movies that if Tombstone is on, Tombstone is on, and I am down until it's done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've only seen like YouTube videos. Okay. That's all because all right. I haven't had cable now. I want to say we haven't had cable for gotta be almost a decade at this yeah. point. Yeah. So I don't. I'm. I'm. And I don't regret it. And I'm not going to try and be all like uppity about. Oh, I cut the card, and I'm just so much superior to you, you know. Like not like trying to be like Scott Pilgrim. Like I have vegan powers, that sort of thing. Like no, I I don't have cable cutter powers. It's just I don't have that 
that ability to stumble across something now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have to go seek it out. Like, I don't just turn on the TV and all of a sudden, like, oh, hey, this is on. I'll watch it. I actually have to pick what I'm going to watch now. Yeah. But, yeah. oh, my goodness. And freaking Jason Priestley was in it, which I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. This is 1993. <laughs> of course Jason Priestley yep. has to be in it. It was either him or, um, oh, my gosh, who's the other dude? Uh, the, the dude who played Dylan in Beverly Hills 90210. Um Yes, it had to be one of the two of them. Like I'm pretty sure that was that was in like the the union bylaws Contractually for the 90s. Obligated. Like you have to have one of the two of them in it. It's either that or Dom DeLuise, and everyone's like, yeah, no. Uh, so, but then you have Thomas Hayden Church in it, and I mean, oh my goodness, yeah. And Michael Bean as Johnny Ringo. Oh, oh. he was fantastic. Oh my gosh, fantastic. And just the, Every interaction with 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 them with 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 Michael Bean and Val Kilmer just chewing scenery around each other was just amazing. Yep. Like the whole like the whole you know should I hate him <laughs> you know sort of thing. I was like oh my <laughs> gosh, oh so good so good. It was a, it was a Bill movie Paxton. That, Bill Paxton is just fantastic and everything. I mean, just amazing. And another dude that uh I'm I'm disappointed that that Bill is no longer with us because I'm I'm just every time he would show up in a movie that I wasn't expecting him to. Yeah. It was just like a ple- it was just a little bit of joy in my life. Like watching um uh, uh Edge of Tomorrow. And all of a sudden he just shows up and I'm like <gasps> Because I just I didn't know much about the movie, so all of a sudden he shows up, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's him!" And I was just it was so exciting, yeah. and I, you know, I'm just I miss the fact that we're not going to get any more of those. Yeah, that's that's kind of a bummer for me. Uh, but yeah, he was great in it, and uh, just the dynamic between you know Kurt Russell and and Bill Paxton, and Sam Elliott as the brothers, it, it was uh, man, the whole thing was just so. So flipping fantastic! And and, and can I oh. can, can I layer one more thing in there that's going to yes. make you feel even better about it? There's yes. an actress who plays. Uh, let me see, Allie Earp. Her name is Paula yep. Ma- mm-hmm. Malcolmson. Yep. And she played Amanda Greystone in the TV series Caprica. Really? Yes, she is tied to BSG, my friend. So we have a vague connection because I mean I, I I think a lot of BSG fans like to pretend that Caprica never happened. So really? <laughs> well, they, they only made it one season, right? Yeah, they did, but I I thought it was I, I watched it. I thought it was good. I never watched it. I was not interested, and that's why I, I kind of feel like I don't know how this whole new Battlestar Galactica thing. Whenever they get to, I mean, I hear it's going wonderfully, even though <laughs> a. Even they have a, a plan. It hasn't been shot. There hasn't been a script written, but a, and no one's been cast. But it's going. It's going wonderfully. Uh, I, I just. I don't know because I think people connected so well with those actors mm-hmm. and characters, mm-hmm. and 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 I separate those two because people connected to the actors because I think they understood just how good the performances were. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, there are times when you watch something, you're like, oh, that was good. And then there's other times you're like, that person just acted their ass off. Yep. Because I never even thought about it being Edward James almost like, hey, weren't you in, you know, stand and deliver? Like, that's just the Admiral. Yeah. That's just Commander Adama. And you and you kind of in retrospect realize like, damn, I'd, I never even imagined it was 
a real person. I thought it was just uh, I thought it was just the guy. Yeah. You know, I yeah. thought it was a character. Yeah. And then the characters themselves just had so much shading and depth and 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 breadth to them that it was like I don't know that you're going to connect to them. And I think that's what happened with Caprica. They're like, oh, well, people love them, some Cylons and, and Battlestar Galactica. It's like, no, they really like these characters. Sort of like when, you know, uh, uh, what's, uh, what's his face? Uh, you know, they try to do spinoffs for MASH. Oh, right, right, and right. They, and they realize, like, oh... You know, my gosh, I just dated us both by giving a MASH reference. And everyone who's under, you know, like our age is like, huh? Um, (laughs) What? Uh, So, you know, but they try to spin these characters off. It's like, no, they didn't really. They they love that character in the context of this. Yeah. You know, I I, that's why I I, I think that Caprica wasn't successful because they're like, "Eh, no, I love BSG, but this isn't BSG. And it's none of the characters I know. Yeah. and I'm I'm gonna guess I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that none of those characters were as well written or fleshed out or the actors weren't as good as the cast from Battlestar Galactica. And it was so different that it just was like, nah, I'm good. Maybe a topic for Anyways. another episode. Perhaps. Maybe I'll force myself to watch all of those. But going back to Tombstone real quick, Michael Rooker. Yes. So he was in The Walking oh, Dead. Yes, I, Rooker. Oh my god. Billy gosh. Bob Thornton. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and his part was so great. Just afterwards, I, I forgot you were there. <laughs> <laughs> that was, oh my gosh, just so emasculating. Billy Zane, like, who's played every arrogant guy this side of the 20th oh, century. <laughs> yep. Who took over for like Billy Zabka? John Corbett? Holy moly. Terry O'Quinn. Oh, yeah. Terry O'Quinn from Lost was in this. Dude, just everybody. Frank Stallone. Everybody. Yes, that was the one that got me oh, when I saw Frank Stallone come up in the credits. This, I'm like, this is, who the hell was he? This is like and a actually, who's who's. Well, Wyatt Earp third is in this. Seriously? Oh, my gosh, there it is. You're right. Yeah, that's why, that is Wyatt Earp's, like, I mean, whatever. I'm I'm, I'm even worse with genealogy than I am What was the budget on this movie with all these people? Holy moly. Uh, well, I mean, back in the day, you could get this. You couldn't get this. You couldn't get this cast now. I mean, granted, Frank you know, Costanza was in it. Really, he was part of the Red Bandana Gang member. There we go. Yeah, uncredited role. Anyways, but dude, Tombstone's I mean, uh, fantastic. Powers Booth and Michael Bean. Oh yeah, were fantastic. Oh, yeah. And Michael Michael Bean was just amazing in and of himself. Oh yeah, yeah. So Good pick. I, I, I mean, if if you're one, if you're like me, and for whatever reason you've been living under a rock, uh, definitely see this movie. Well, I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your Huckleberry. So uh, thank you all for very much for tuning in, for listening. Be sure to follow us on social medias. We love us some social medias. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Free Range Idiocy. You can subscribe to us on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And you can also go to freerangeidiocy.com. That will show you all of our episodes, and you can go back and listen to your heart's content. If you have any questions, concerns, or if you even have something that you would like us to talk about, or if you have a question you would like answered on the show, be sure to email tim at freerangeidiocy.com, and we will be sure to take care of that request for you. Now, we come to the portion in the show where, after all of this... We we the, we come to a, a point where we have to essentially look ourselves in the mirror and say, "Have we learned a damn thing yet? Did we? Was this even for a purpose?" And so, I like to I like to, to to turn to the man who 
is sitting next to the man. <laughs> sitting next to the man. Who talked to the other man. the man. Who talked to the other man. Who is the less idiotic of the idiots who run this show and say, Tim, you have a much better chance of answering this than I do. Do we learn anything tonight? Anything? Well, I think we learned a few things. Um, Good. Your, 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 your proclivity to remember what league you belong to knows no bounds. <laughs> oh, it's, it's absolutely horrible. You have come up with what I think is one of the more entertaining team names. For this season, they all they hate all you. hate you. <laughs> ah, Mando, which is a derivative of he hate me. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Bringing it back to the XFL, baby. That's right. Bringing it back. Uh, you know, fantasy football. It, it, it it's a fun distraction. It's it's something to uh, delve into if you just want to. You know, kind of learn a, f- a few more things about players around the league, other than the team you follow. Uh, you know, unless you're a Giants fan. Um, but anyways. Oh. <laughs> there we go. That wasn't off the top rope, but that was definitely a Bret Hart second term buckle elbow. Thank you. Thank you. But yes, uh, you know, we 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 enjoy it. It's fun. Uh, if, if you've never indulged in a league, I would suggest you try to, you know, get get some friends together. Do it. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh we do a live draft online, and it's a uh, you know it's it's probably the most interactive part of the entire league. I think is that one night where we for one oh, hour. Not this year. Not oh. this year. This is gonna be oh it's gonna be oh it's gonna <laughs> apparently be great. Todd has promos. He has he has three act plays that he's ready to perform to to I'm heal going it up. Full heel, baby. Oh, oh here yeah. we go. Million dollar man, honky tonk man ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> He's go- he is going to sow seeds of discord, the likes of which only the Joker could appreciate. So everyone's got a price. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty good. You're you're doing that laugh right on the money. Oh, man. thank you. Very, I, very nicely I, I, done. I tried. Very nicely done. Put a little effort into that. So with that being said, uh, do enjoy if you were indulging in a fantasy league. We hope our 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 little bit of sharing tonight was uh, was helpful, was entertaining. And, uh, and and a little bit insightful, if if at all, into the the psyche that is Uncle Todd. But oh, nonetheless, a scary place. Uh, we we look forward to episode forty, uh, which will be a take two of last week, <laughs> uh, of 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 the complete explosion that was last week's show. Uh, oh the, boy, the lost episode that we will resurrect. But nonetheless, uh, we, we thank you for, your, for listening, for bearing with us for, for the time that, that we have rambled on about fantasy football and other such topics. Uh, we, we do uh, wish you well. Uh, be safe. Be healthy. And as we talked at the top of the show, Wakanda forever. Thank you, Mr. Bozeman. We, we rest in power, my friend. And uh, above all else, uh, we, we got bills to pay. So please, hit the lights on the way out.